0: This episode of Tapping In is brought to you, as always, by Contenders Clothing. Brand new drop, too. Brand new shirts, hoodies, and hats. Make sure to check them out. And also, be sure to use promo code TAPPINGIN20. Save yourself 20% on the hottest, freshest, officially licensed gear out there. Once again, that is Contenders Clothing. Promo code TAPPINGIN20. Odds are going to be stacked against you your entire life. Every single thing that you do is going to be a a number, a statistic that you have to either break, get through, or succumb to. From the second you wake up, the second you open your eyes, everything you do is an odd. How do we defy the odds? How do you defy the odds? We're going to get into that and who has defied the odds before us. This is Tapping In, episode 55. Enjoy the show. All right, here we are. Here we are. Great conversation before the pod. (laughs) Great conversation. <laughs> what part of it? A whole lot of it. We try to do all the conversations before we we get on the podcast. It'll bore people, so we talk about football and NFL drafts and like you know, things yeah, of that nature. <laughs> you know, or we talk about things that that will bore our audience and the things that will get us in trouble at home with our spouses. Now you're talking. Get those out of the way. There it is. Get there those it is. The wow.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, when you. <laughs> When you start talking along those lines, I, it, it's like, and I don't want to like be the person that
0: teases an audience here, but God dang. Listen, the people that know me know, uh, I'll I'll put it this way. I'll give this as an example. Nah, I'm not going to share it. I'm going to give it to myself. <laughs> but there, like my wife, like understands, like, you know, I'm an animal. <laughs> I'm an animal. There's, but there's no you appreciate around. the hell out of her. Oh my god, I love her. My wife and I really make it a point to like let each other know, like how we appreciate each other, That's because cool. it goes so, it goes so unsaid. Yeah, it really it does. So much, you know, like you just get in the routine, you of take it for day. granted. You really do. Yeah. You really do, and you don't realize that, you know. Even though yes, it's a part of their norm and it's it's part mm-hmm. of their life, right. It's still effort. Like you know, like it's effort for my wife to be home alone with the kids. I'm gonna, I'm gonna even take it a different. Day.
1: I'm even take in a different area here. Okay. Like, I don't know why, but my wife is really into the Kardashians. And she's like binging this show. I think it's like the new ones, like two seasons worth. And I just walk in and kind of roll my eyes towards it. But I kind of say, all right, don't be a jerky husband. By the way, I'm not going to be cursing much anymore. I know people really like that. but
0: Yeah, we're reeling it back.
2: <laughs> so we I wanna, well, we want
0: to eventually put this on video. And YouTube demonetizes you. and You know, trying to yeah. make some cash off this eventually. Uh
1: so what I was saying is like I walk in and it's like I don't want to be the jerky husband so I'll sit there and I'll like engage in Kardashian kind of like yeah. I'm like oh who's that you know what what are they doing wasn't she married to so and so and this and that and I'm like dang it man
0: you know <laughs> I get listen I get caught up in all of steph's shows all right. I got I've gotten what caught up in Steph's three okay. three shows here it's more than three because right. we're big Netflix people, so okay. it's like whatever's in season. But I will say this about her: huge, desperate housewives. Wow. Not, is it desperate housewives? No, Real housewives. housewives. Where though? I mean, there's Atlanta. She there's likes Potomac. The Jer- she Jersey likes the Jersey, Jersey ones. One. ones. Okay. She does.
1: So you're talking about what's her name? Judas or
0: uh, Teresa Judas? Yeah, Judas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she likes the other one. I forget what her name is, but whatever. Okay. She went to like her. <laughs> she went to her shop in North Jersey.
1: Right. Oh wow! The, the one
0: girl okay. I can't remember her name. She was so excited to go. Had, oh man! It's like a little girl's day with her friend Melissa, <laughs> who I love. I love Steph's friend Melissa. Okay, like probably Melissa of, was into this too. Oh yeah, oh, like okay. Melissa is probably like one of like like top two, top three. So of, like, what Steph's is the
1: attraction girl. on that show?
0: I. I mean I you really have to get into the female psyche. I don't understand what it is. You're into
1: that. I mean you're certainly into it
0: more than I am. I really don't know. You grew up with all women for sake. Yeah, say. but I don't I don't know. I think Bill Burr does a whole bit about it where like okay. women rather see other women just tear each other apart than watch the WNBA. <laughs> see, I, I don't
1: I mean that could be, yeah. No, I think the thing is with at least with my wife, I think she really likes that sort of lifestyle. You know? Just the idea of like having sort of like unlimited cash
0: and you know unlimited travel that kind of thing so i'm going to agree with you okay but i think i also think i'm gonna rephrase i'm trying to work on something that they taught me at work i'm going to agree with you and i'm going to say that it's not just seeing that rich lifestyle it's also seeing that these people have everything and they're just as crazy as the rest of us
1: okay all right so So she likes the drama
0: it's the drama and being able to say like, hmm, look at her for a minute. You can feel like you're slightly better.
1: Yeah, yeah, than that yeah, yeah. woman
0: who's got you know the big house and the husband mm-hmm. on the on the steroids. And do you all that think stuff.
1: they also like imagine that they're a part of that crew? That's what I sense well, too. Let me get like like, it. like I said to Lane, I go, Pooks, Do you think you could like walk in there and say, oh hey Courtney, hey yeah uh, whatever the frig their names are. Uh, like what's going on? Like, <laughs> hey
2: for the Kardashians, yeah,
1: <laughs> hey Kim, hey Club <laughs> like Is
2: that
1: what, like, uh, th- is that would really do it for you? You know, that maybe. kind of thing. And I think that's what they want, they want friends like that.
2: I
0: don't think they want friends like that. I think they like to believe that they have friends <laughs> like that and that that's what their life is like. It's kind of like when guys watch sports, and we're like, bro.
2: When I was all counting in <laughs> exactly. eighty-four,
0: it's like because deep down you still. I was believe, gonna get like, to the guy thing that's too. That's you, but like think about it. Like every girl, like I shouldn't say every girl, but when they get together with their friends, it's always brunch and mimosas, <laughs> and it's like, why? Like why are you drinking champagne and and orange juice? All right,
1: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. It's
0: because it's delicious, I know.
1: No, no, no. What I was going to say is I think they like the little touch in the head, you know, the little, uh, the little drunk, not too drunk Okay, because that opens up. You don't have to be so like controlled, you know, tucked down. You we got to get let a, things loose a little bit. We
0: have to get a woman in here. Without a doubt. I got questions. I'm, I have questions. Without a doubt. Help me understand this. So, so let's, let's continue going back to that question. So she okay. loves the Real Housewives. Okay. Um, she is a Kardashian fan, but she really loves like those typical cheesy, like boring romance movies. All
1: right, give me an example. Like
0: Love Actually. I mean, she what are was, we talking here? So big fan of Bridgerton. Okay. Okay. Wow.
1: Bridgerton. That sounds now,
0: way too PBS for me, dude. It's it, it's wild. Um and then I started speaking in a British accent when I was watching that movie <laughs> to try to get her all hot and bothered. I'm and like, folks, if,
1: if someone's not getting shot in the first ten minutes, I'm out.
0: Yeah. Well, like he would say things like, Madam, it is time <laughs> to enter the boot <laughs> Where I shall kiss your lips until you reach the pinnacle. The peak. Wow. Your climax. And I'm like, This is the shit you like? I'm like, he basically just said, I'm gonna take you to the bedroom, tell you not one. Yeah. But, but anyway, he you know, he was, you know, a Beautiful chocolate man with a British accent. Oh, my God. Um, I didn't even know but this it was show very, was even on. So that's Bridgerton. Uh, the other one. Wait, wait
1: no, no, hang on one
0: second before you get too far. What is the attraction there? Is it just like. I'm going to get to that. Okay. This is my theory. <laughs> okay. God. okay. Now she's watching Emily in Paris.
1: I heard. Okay.
0: Horrible show. Okay. Horrible show. The other one that she was watching was this show, uh, The Kissing Booth. Even worse. Wow! But here's here's what I told her, because I get caught up in these shows, because you know when I get home I'm not like hey change this I'm like all right what are you watching I'll watch it <laughs> exactly next good thing, husband you know, I get caught up in the show too Wow! I'm like well this is well written, but <laughs> you know I I start cheering for certain romances it is what it is, so she's watching Emily in Paris which of all the shows she's gotten into I can't get into it it's okay. just I, I just I don't like it
1: What's the gist on that show? Just like.
0: Young woman goes to Paris to okay. restart her life, starts a career working for some fashion agency or something of that nature, okay, right. I got makes right. some new friends. Okay, so now very like Sex in the City it, in Paris. It. All right, that's pretty in, cool. In a, it's not. So <laughs> it's not. We got into a little bit of a debate or a discussion last night about it. So I'm watching this one episode and the, the main character like falls for a chef and she's also best friends with his girlfriend but she didn't know when she met him that they were dating and they're having like a dinner like outside on, on on the ave okay and there's no one else around it's just them and like you know the six of them the six friends now this is this is
1: in paris in paris yeah right, i'm sure know. that happens all the time all the time there's no one yeah. around
0: You're just outside yes. you know just outside on the street Two o'clock
1: in the afternoon there's no tourists yeah first. there's no tourists at all okay so that's why i told <laughs> steph
0: i'm like i'm like you realize like the this is such fantasy. It really is. She's like, and I was like, but this is what you enjoy. <laughs> and she called I'm you like, out on I'm, that, I'm like, and? You enjoy the fact that this is a woman falling in love with number one. If you're dating a chef, they're probably not going to be available on a Saturday night, yeah. and most chefs aren't very even keeled. They're usually very like,
2: go 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 yeah, go. They work, they work hard. That's Absolutely. the lifestyle yeah. they have. I
0: was like, so like like a chef's not going to look like this guy, you know. Most chefs are covered in tattoos. Number one. Like they're not gonna look like him. Yeah, absolutely. They're not gonna act like him. So let me guess his name is Jean Luc. It's something ridiculous. <laughs> right. You're probably right. So I'm like, so you you have this fantasy of like you know being in this romantic city with your girlfriends and love interest and everything's mm-hmm. beautiful and perfect. Right. She's like, Yeah, like that's what girls like. I'm like, that's funny. I'm like, just know that to you, that's what like an action movie or a Marvel movie is to me. A life of excitement and danger where I save the world. I was like, that's our fantasy. I like that. Excitement, danger, saving the world. Right. Your fantasy, friends, boyfriend, no one else. (laughs) I was like, do you (laughs) see the difference? I'm saving the world. You're eliminating the world. I was like, you see? She goes, end. So (laughs) I get home last night. I must have missed a couple episodes because now Emily is with some new dude. Okay, I'm like Steph. How long has her character By way, is Emily hot? She's cute. All right,
1: because that's I think that's another part of the fantasy. She can't be smoking hot. You're 100 right. She 100% can't be right. smoking hot. No, and she's just batting way above her average here. Like she's going for that guy that's like
0: in the top one percent. Yes, and he's yeah. falling for it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean
1: that's that's the movie Sixteen
0: Candles. Yes, and the girlfriend's always way hotter. Of course. Always. Like you remember Sixteen Candles? Let me see. I, was, I might have been like, I wasn't born yet. No, you were. No. <laughs> Come on, dude. You got to see I haven't movie. seen it. I haven't seen it. I know the movie. I know the movie. I have not seen it. And it's
1: the best entirety. looking guy in the school falls for the, you know, the mm. nerdy chick. Yes. But he's like dating the smoking hot yes. cheerleader. Yes. And the girl can't understand, like, how is she? G- I mean, it's a really well written movie. How does she replace the cheerleader? Yeah. And he's, and he says, Uh, she just doesn't understand me and this and that.
0: And I'm like, I just want someone to listen to me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shut up. Take a backhand. Shut up. At 17 years old, you don't want a girl to listen to you. (laughs) No, you just want another notch on your belt. Yeah. He just wants something. Right. But, so, I get home last night and. Well, just one last thing and then I'll make you laugh.
1: There is a scene in that movie, 16 Candles, where the quarterback turns to the offensive lineman. He goes, what do you think of so-and-so? And the guy looks at him like, like he's nuts. He goes, I don't think of her. You know, that's, that's a, like how weird it was. a Hughes film, right? John yeah, Hughes? Yeah, John
0: Hughes. Dude, he owned the 80s. Absolutely. Breakfast Club.
1: Breakfast Club, uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Great and, movie. And, oh, fuck. He killed it.
0: He killed it. That movie. that I saw that movie Pretty when was like- Pretty in Pink. Like, you know. Oh, Pretty in Pink's a great movie. Yeah. Again, Molly Ringwald. The Brat Pack. Exactly. You know? Uh, Breakfast Club Great movie Breakfast Club Uh I love that movie Everybody lived it Everybody lived it Let me tell you something That's true Yeah I went to summer school Mm -hmm. After my sophomore year Because I failed geometry And I gotta tell you Best summer ever Because I became (laughs) friends with kids I would have never become friends with That's true That's true So now if anything You know Got a little randy during school Not only did I have some of my Football player friends Right Now I got some of my Some of my roughneck friends Yeah Who I knew from summer school It's true. Like, how do you become friends with him? I'm like, bro, we both failed geometry. (laughs) He never showed up. I forgot to, you know, hand in some homework. He failed with a 24. I failed with a 65. Like, it is what it is. (laughs) I missed it by a point. So, Absolutely. So I'm like, Steph, how long has this Emily character been in Paris? She's like, "Mm, I think like less than a year. That's my wife's impression. "Mm, I think like less than a year. And I was like, how many dudes is she hooked up with already? (laughs) She's like, three. I'm like, who? So she tells me three. I was like, at ah, that, that, you forgot the brother. And she's like, oh, my God, four. I'm like, damn. I'm like, she's racking up the numbers. She really is. So she's like, Ugh. but if some dude hooked up with seven girls in one weekend, oh, you think that's okay? God. I'm like, Steph. Slow I'm like, your roll here. I'm like, <laughs> I agree that it's a double standard. Big time. But. But. <laughs> but, It's different. It is. I was like, do you know what you have to do to get laid? Say Yes. Dunzo. right i was like it's hard for a guy mm-hmm. i was like there's a lot of work that has to be done because you guys were wired to be the gatekeeper I was but
1: like, she's going for the guys that don't have a problem getting
0: laid right okay
1: i right. mean jean-luc is not having a problem you know
0: oh no he's, finding a girl no he's making he's serving up crepes and ass all day long <laughs> exactly would you like a crepe or a croissant he puts the ass in croissant um <laughs> But, so I told her, I was like, Steph, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, a key that opens many locks is called a master key. But a lock that can be opened by any key is useless. <laughs>
1: Just shut the shut the podcast down right now. You, like, that's a mic that's
0: drop it. line. <laughs> she's like, she's like, we're done with this conversation
2: <laughs> because I don't agree with you.
0: I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, just know Emily's character is going to get married to some poor dude. Yeah. And at dinner, their first date, they're going to sit down and get to know each other. He's like, to so tell me a little about yourself. And they eventually be like, yeah. So like, so like I lived in Paris for a year, you know, I want to try something different. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit more culture. Oh, how was that? you know, I learned a lot about myself. Yeah, I learned a lot, about, a lot about dick is what you learned, <laughs> exactly. Emily. Like you were just, you were doing it. Good for you. But that's every guy, every guy, every girl. Yeah, you know, I went a little crazy. <laughs> and then I went to college and like, you know, things got a little weird for a while. Yeah, we know what that means. We know. Let's fast forward. Let's get, let's get to, where were you a week ago? Let's just ignore. Right. <laughs> let's ignore. Because every guy, I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been yeah. married. We all,
1: all of us. Yeah, I've, I've uh, played. a They got bit. a
0: story. Yeah, they got it. They got a time in their life. Absolutely. Just listen. I tell people all the time. I don't give a shit who sat in this in this chair before me. All I know is that when I sat there and I pulled the lever, I hit the jackpot. Hey, so yeah. It is what it is. Nice. Start from today, and move on. Everything before you should not. Your mentor. body. Yeah, but all right, all right. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa. There are a lot of people that are making money out on the internet now, talking about this whole thing of girls not having a high body count and by the way this is not what the uh podcast i know uh, we really took a left this yeah, is death's
0: fault for emily in paris well
1: i, I just i feel like a I lot of sh- these people are saying do not be the girl that has the high body count no you don't want to have- do not be the girl that you know unfortunately gets you know pregnant and has the kid young and, and you know you're going to have to play in that that field at that point it's really you know tough
0: It's unfortunate because it is a double standard. It's it's 100% a double standard. And the the thing is this guy's mistakes, you know, and, you know, my father's a perfect example. You know, he had two kids. He was out. He just kept living his life. Right. My mom had two kids. She had two kids. Yeah. You know, she's got to carry their weight. They got it. You know, women literally have to keep their baggage with Mm -hmm. them where guys can just drop the baggage off. See you later. It is unfortunate, but you do have to make these decisions because they will impact you. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and you don't realize this until you get older, but man, like for women, that like gets a small window from 25 to 25 about 35, to 35. Yep. 10 year window to find the right frigging oh. guy. And I've, I've seen it with girls where like, you know, they'll date a guy for like eight years and then they don't get married. And then you know what happens? He marries the next girl he dates. Mm-hmm. Who's like 25, 26 yep. years old. They're, they're Press engaged the in 18 months. Yep. But she, sometimes they don't recover. They don't. They don't because now they're like, well, I want a guy who, you know, hasn't been married, doesn't have kids. It's like, right, but you're not going to find that at 36, 37. And if you do, ask some questions. Of course. You find like a 35 to 40 year old guy who's never been married, has no kids. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: There's something going on there too.
0: Something's going on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you do find that, it might also just be a guy who's accepted that bachelor life and isn't going to walk away. I, the first time I lived alone on my own, I lived with Steph. Right. That was the first time we lived alone. Was together. So we got to learn about living independently, aside from my like college years, which right. isn't really the same, because you know there's not a bill, um, at least not a monthly rent bill. You know, we got to grow together and figure out how we enjoyed living together. I tell all the time, if I would have lived on my own first, I think it would have been very difficult for me to adjust that lifestyle to now having to live with someone else. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, You know, but that's just me knowing me. So, you know, it it, it is a difference. And unfortunately for guys, you know, we get shit on all the way up to about 25, 27. And that's when it starts to turn the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You You suddenly become what you are aiming to become. Right. And look, all I could say is, is this, as far as guys, it's the message that they are getting as well. There's a lot of guys that are being told, do not get married because it's a bad, it's deal. A bad contractual
0: bad thing. business deal.
1: However, if, and girls are getting the opposite message, which is listen, you got from 25 to 35 to really pull this off, lock it up. But here's the problem. They're also getting the message that, yeah, but you, you can be a career girl. You know, you can go for the top one, 2% of guys out there, but the top one, 2% of guys are not at that age. They're at my age. They're at your age, you know, 40
0: on. Well, here's the other thing. The top one, 2% of guys, you know, or the men who are in that top 2%, Mm -hmm. they don't want their significant other working. That was
1: just going to be my next point. A lot of times they're they, looking for the secretary as opposed to the other lawyer in the, they in the want office.
0: That, yeah, they want that trophy wife exactly. at home that they can show off to their friends. Like, why are you in the office? You should be at Pilates. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now you're looking. It's not just about. So the
1: messages are getting really, really mixed up between the two sexes.
0: It really is. I, and I,
1: I remember when I was in high school, and this is again. It's amazing. If there's any marriages at all now that I'm thinking about it.
0: Well, it's it's going down. Yeah. Less and less people are getting married. Right. And even fewer people are having children. Yep. That's another story. Uh, so I remember I was in high school and, you know, introduction to political and legal education with Miss Cohen. Mrs. Cohen. Phenomenal class. And she would bring in guest speakers. Sounds like one of mine. She was. Okay. <laughs> she was actually half Jewish, half black. Nice. And her kids... Gorgeous. I remember nice. she brought, I think I've mentioned him on the podcast. She brought her I son in did, one day yeah, and I was yeah. like, Get this guy the hell out of here. I was like, None <laughs> of us are getting late if this kid's here. <laughs> oh, you should have seen. And she told everyone, She goes, My kids are very good looking. So she goes, I'm not saying it because they're mine. I'm just saying, My son, gorgeous.
1: Such a
2: pun, him.
0: Oh, he walked in all like 6'3, <laughs> oh, Jack <fine>. lacrosse player. <laughs> You know, he looked like the rock. I love it. You know, Jewish, black, <laughs> it's kinda... like, you know, more Jewish because the dad was like, you know, pure white Jew. Right. And just, you know, they were drooling over him. <laughs> drooling. Nice. I was like, get this. Get the fuck out. And then her daughter came and I was like, oh, see you later, girls. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. This was good. That's but anyways, nice Max. So she brought in a, uh, an attorney one time, a female attorney. Okay. And, you know, she did a very good job, this attorney, of, you know, breaking things down. She's like, this is the reality. If you want to be a successful attorney, you're going to work X amount of hours. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, if that's what you want to do, you want to be partner, big firm, you know, this is what it's going to take. And she's going over all this stuff and I'll never forget, I'm not going to say her name, but this one girl in class was like, question, she's like, sure. She's like, if you're doing all this for work, you know, how do you... How do you fit fit in your family? Right. And she looked at her and she goes, You don't. You don't. Yeah. And you could just see this like, the whole whole idea of getting it
1: all is out the window. Yes.
0: Like, like someone just pulled the curtain from under Mm -hmm. her. Someone just took all the air out of her, out of her wings. And she was like, What do you mean? She's like, Well, if you're going to have a family, you can still be a lawyer, but you're probably going to be working at a smaller firm. You know, this is probably what you're going to be making. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be very different, but you know, you can have. Your family. It's, you know, better quality mm-hmm. of life. She's like, But if you want to be a big time lawyer and you wanna be at a firm, you wanna make this amount and she goes, uh-huh. it's, it's very different. She's like, Well, why can't you have both? And I'll never forget she looked at it, she goes, I'm sorry, sweetie, that's just not the way it is. Yeah, you can't
1: find a guy to put up with
0: that. And she told us a story about how like one of her kids one of her co-workers' kids got held up in Cuba. They were over there doing something for college, right. you know, some like protest or whatever. And, you know, she she was gonna leave to go to the embassy. And they were like you need to finish this. And she's like, my kids like in an embassy in Cuba. Oh wow. And they're like, we understand that. But if you leave, do not come back. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Well, are,
2: they shouldn't.
1: That's but that's The working what, world is the working world. If you want to get you to know, pie in the sky and say, it shouldn't be that way. Okay. Yeah. We right. could all say that, but it's not that's the not real the way it world.
0: Is. It's not the reality. Yeah.
1: Why you, do you think they, they, they talk about the gender pay gap all the time along those lines? They're not comparing apples to apples. They're comparing, they're saying that like, you know, I have the same job as this guy and I'm being paid 72 cents less or or 23 cents less than him. That's not what's happening here. What they're saying is that the guy works longer, is willing to take the more dangerous jobs and this and that, and then they're comparing it. That's where the uh, the disparity comes through. And I used to, as a recruiter, I see it all the time.
0: See, you have very good insight on that because that's mm-hmm. literally what you do for a living. I
1: have good insight on good-looking things, <laughs> on
0: on musicianship, a little bit on VJJ, and obviously but on you, career. But you see that in careers of where you're course. like you're trying to line people up for jobs, and you realize like it's not always yeah. just well Tim's going to get paid this, but Sam Samantha's going to get paid this. Like that's not that's exactly not the way not it works.
1: All what happens it's,
0: it's taking all the salaries, pairing them up, and it's like okay, but you know, how many women are, you know, forklift drivers? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see a lot of women working on the docks. How many are
1: oil rigged uh, guys? Right. How many of them are bricklayers? You know, it, it's yeah. just a diff- Truck drivers. to oranges. Yeah, exactly.
0: And those jobs pay well.
1: They pay damn well. Buck yeah. 50, 200, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I, I, it's, but what people don't realize is the idea of having it all is an illusion. It and is. You're going to have it's to make a, a sacrifice yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, like even like, you know, Take me, for example. All right. right? Let's take you, Let's take, take for me, example. for example. It's very <laughs> easy to look at me and be like, man, this guy's killing it. Not really. Okay. If you really do the math, there's a lot of sacrifices that I've made. Damn straight. My daughter's first two years, if it wasn't for COVID, I would have spent little to no time with her. Mm-hmm. She was born, and I would literally come home for 45 minutes between my job and coming to the school. I'd get home. They're in bed. I Mm -hmm. leave. They're sleeping. I'm not seeing my kids. Now I'm seeing them a little bit more, but even like a day like today, you know, like they know like, oh, it's, you know, it's Wednesday, right? You know, they know Monday night.
1: Daddy's got to talk to the
0: old bald guy. See you Thursday, dad. Right. They know. So now, you know, I see them a little bit more. We have coaches for the kids class, but in the beginning, like.
1: Yeah, but flip the, flip the, uh, you know, the uh, storyline here. Let's say you were a woman. You would possibly say, "I'm not going to, you know, forego my family time."
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say because I grew up with a woman who worked her tush off, worked yeah. her ass off, yeah, you know, and did give up a lot of family right. time, you know, which is why I understand where my mom is, the way she is with the grandkids, you know, it's a pain in the ass. You can't just make up, yeah, <laughs> like, no, I get it, yeah, but uh, at the same time, it's like you know, I understand. You know, those were sacrifices that she made. I saw her less, but my life was better. She was also trying to make up, she was trying to compensate for two parents by herself. So not all that glitters is gold. It's a lot of sacrifice and it's very hard to have everything. And if you're looking for everything in your own life, or if you're looking for everything in another person, Mm -hmm. be prepared for disappointment. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you see it all the time. Where like women complain about their husbands that work too much. Yeah, he's never home. He's never home. But now flip it. Let him work a regular nine to five. He's home. Yeah. Next complaint is like, you know, you're not making
1: enough money. Baby. I wish you did more for the house. Yeah.
0: It's tough. I believe me. I I understand that.
1: There was one other thing with, and I don't mean to really bore people with the whole Kardashian thing, but I did find this part interesting. So you will find it interesting. I'm ready. Okay. Um, I got a kick out of the fact that. Uh, who's who's the one that used to be fat that that lost a lot of weight?
0: Chloe, she's my okay. favorite
1: one. Okay, all right, she's the one with the sassy attitude. I like her. Okay, very very pretty girl. I mean, Really really pretty.
0: But God... Conspiracy theory: She's OJ's love child. Have you heard that conspiracy or that uh, that rumor? No, I actually have. Oh yeah, there's she's
1: OJ's.
0: There's a rumor that she might be OJ Simpson's love child. So
1: OJ was with Cam or Chris then mm-hmm. the mother.
0: She was best friends with she wasn't looking at all. She was best friends with Nicole. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's very possible.
2: <laughs>
1: all right. Anyway, any rate, so. Sorry. I, it, this is what bothered my wife when I said, why? Because supposedly she's having a kid with this guy, a basketball player, and she's all upset because he was out screwing around on her. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I said, why is she upset? She knows the deal. Okay, yeah, it hurts a little bit emotionally because you think you're looking for some sort of idealistic relationship, Mm -hmm. but you know the rules. And you're probably using this as fodder for the show anyway. You know. And my wife got all ticked
0: on that. They get mad about that.
1: Because she's like, no, she really, really invested in this guy and she thought it was going to work, yada, yada. And I'm like, Pooks, it's, it's, you know, you don't want to say it's fake because it's obviously she's having a kid, but... God damn, man. Everybody knows that kind of fame. They just feed off each other.
0: You know, and I'll take it a step further. And I've talked about this with, I've talked about this with Steph and she hates it. She gets pissed off every time I bring it up. But the reality is, you know, this is just the way it is. When you get to the Hollywood level, elite athlete level Mm -hmm. those people do not play under the same set of rules as you know that's what i was getting at. tim and deborah down the street
1: i know tim and deborah they don't play by those
0: rules different rules yeah
1: tim's getting a little fat by the way if
0: if you're if your husband is the star player for the number one team in the country Mm -hmm. and he's on every billboard there's different i'm not saying it's right right but what i'm saying is there's different rules of course. There's different rules. Yeah. And guess what? There are also perks that come with being married to him. Exactly. You know, now people are like, well, what if your wife is the superstar? Okay. Then maybe there's different rules for that. But the reality is, I, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. You know what happens? Perfect example, you know, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. She likes to marry her background dancers. She's done it a couple times. I think what she's done it, it she twice. She
1: like Mark Anthony, Affleck. Who
0: was the guy recently? The famous Sean guy. Diddy Combs. She's back with Affleck, but in between that, okay. she she was engaged and or married. Well, she was to... with A Rod too. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was. That's a beautiful couple right there. <laughs> that is good looking. Now that I hear that, I'm like, oh, that makes me sad. That's a power they couple. It's a power couple. That's a Hispanic power. Oh, couple, Oh, that is a Latino power couple right <laughs> They're there.
1: They're walking into like uh, the, like South
0: Beach. Oh uh, that's the, like the light in the place that on fire. Is, that is the brown version of Joe <laughs> yeah. DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. It really that is. That is that is Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio <laughs> with adobo on it. That is damn, I'm sad it didn't work out. But it's too powerful. They're both too powerful. They really are. They're too much. So you know, you know what happens with those couples? They don't even see each other. Yeah, they really don't. Because they've got these. Yeah. You know, she's making movies and this and that, and he's doing his thing. It's like yeah. it's very it's not it's not normal people. They're not married. Oh, so
1: is the marriage or is the relationship purely for, uh, I mean, obviously it's for sexual slash short term uh, uh, reasons, but is it also to get fame on both sides to continue to be in the news I don't kind of think thing?
0: So I don't always think so. Like if mm-hmm. you take in the case of like Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod, I don't think that's the case. You take JLo and Ben Affleck. That's not the case. I also think with these very famous and rich celebrities there's very little risk because they've got such good lawyers. Yeah, you yeah. know, the prenup is ironclad. On both And you sides, know, yeah. the second it doesn't work, it's like, hey, it was nice while it lasted. Yeah, shake See you ends. later. Move on. Name a Hollywood couple that was together forever. Doesn't I, exist. I'm going to give you one right now. And I bet you they're not
1: married. They are married. Actually. Who? Emily Blunt and John Krasinski.
0: How long have they been together?
1: I think it's about 10 years now
0: that's not that long <laughs> i got nine years coming up <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up on nine years this may right. it's not that long i don't know man that's you know who is till together who's that uh tim robbins and susan Sarandon. no they're not when did
1: that end yeah tim robbins broke it off in about like five six seven years something like that really yeah, yeah.
0: oh that breaks my heart oh sure what about the other one uh
1: I, no, you got to go back like old time. You got to get like Billy Goldie Christ Hawn and his wife. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. They're there still together? They're still together. Not
0: married. Yeah, you know. Not married, though.
1: They're pretty
0: much. They're pretty much married. A rabbi I'm sure didn't, ta- didn't bless it, but whatever. You know. They didn't break the glass. No, they didn't break the glass. I know what you guys <laughs> get down on i don't know question why do you break the glass Do you know where that like you got i know exactly is. what it is i'm okay. curious educate it, me
1: okay it's just basically in the middle of a very happy event you need to still ground yourself and understand that the world can be a nasty place so you so break it,
0: glass you break the glass give yourself it. some bad luck yeah jesus
1: see now uh, now the gentiles know a little something more about oh, uh, they, my peeps break the glass. <laughs> speaking of uh heaps I was in Lululemon and yeah, I, I I don't know. I want those like pants, those everyday pants. So I got, they're really amazing. Really. I highly recommend putting your ass into these pants. They're fucking great. So I got a pair of those, but there was an ortho guy there and I said hello to him. I was talking to Jensen about this. And like I said, hello to him. And he was like looking at me like I'm like a worm like i'm gonna kick your ass in a minute
0: in his mind he's like <laughs> that's what it Jew. is
1: that's kind of what it." he didn't even know what i was well i said shabbat shalom to him so he knew i was jewish but like he's looking at me like i'm a worm and i'm like i'm gonna kick your ass in a second here
0: and are you on like trt you're all fired up because i was a little pissed hi. at this
1: guy yeah
0: so um i'm currently listening to an audiobook called the games people play okay and it's all about the type of behavior that we have and what happened right there was you got you did not have the transaction you were expecting. Right. So you're, the game that you were playing was a two-stroke game. Okay. And this is how the guy breaks it down. Wow. Your first stroke was you say hello. Right. You were expecting a hello back.
1: I was expecting a tennis ball coming back right. to me in a volley.
0: Because there was that non-stroke, you now feel like, He's he was not playing your game. Exactly. So now you feel like why don't you want to play what I'm playing. Right. All right, so now your your child personality is what came out. That's when you're like I want to beat your ass. That's that lack of control that you know yeah. exciting that okay. just raw behavior. I'm with you. That is your child behavior which was a result of your adult behavior which was you giving to that to rationalize initial, it. That initial stroke of hello. Then he goes into how like you know, if you have a coworker and you see this coworker every day, mm-hmm. and every day you go, Hey, George. And he goes, Hey, Bill, that's your game. Right. You do it every day. I'm with you. Two to four strokes. Hey, Bill. Hey, George. See that game last night? Sure did. And it's done. And then he goes, Now, if one of those players <coughs> adds extra strokes, Hey, Bill. Hey, George. See that game last night? You know what? I didn't. But hey, what did you think about the debates last night? huh, you just took the game and took it somewhere else. Okay. Now you were not prepared for that game that we subconsciously play with every single human interaction. And you interaction. didn't expect to hear that from George. Right. Okay. So now, like, if George keeps asking more questions, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> like, why is he asking me all these questions, all these personal questions? Like, meanwhile, right. you've known this guy for 10 years, and I was like, damn, I got people that I, got, I play that game with every day.
1: Right. In other words, you have expectations of your relationships, and some are deeper than others. Right. Okay, got it. Right.
0: So you went to play a certain game, he did not play your game. Right, and they also talk about how this, you know, it happens in social settings as well. You know, if you're new in town and you go to a, you know, a house gathering, right. and all the local housewives are in a corner talking about their husband, but you go in there and you talk about, oh, I Bill doesn't do that. Bill's fantastic. Right, I lo- right. Well, now. You're not playing their game. Oh, she's full of crap. So, what do they want? They don't want you playing right. their game. Yeah, so they find it. a way to get rid of your player. Yeah. it's a fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. That is because cool. it is little things that we notice it's human that, relationships, and it teaches you how to also you know play people's games.
1: All right. So wait, get back to me. Obviously, <coughs> I didn't throw this guy a forearm shiver in his nose. No, but <laughs> I'm looking at him like staring him down at that point because he was like, "That is your child behavior." It was. It yeah. was. I'm, I'm almost like tempting him to say something you know what i'm saying so i ended up saying you can't say hello back that's just,
0: oh so you threw in another stroke yeah oh what did he do
1: <laughs> he said hi and
0: then he walked away oh so he gave you like a he gave me a like like a four stroke yeah there you go four stroke oh my god a four stroke you hit him with one of those come on just look at it yeah just touch it <laughs> You
1: know, with one that's of those. exactly what it is I you pulled
0: it. my dick out
1: and I said yeah, and you're like, come, on, it, come on touch it touch it look you're at right. it yeah circumcised just like you yeah
0: we all got brisked up in here <laughs> <laughs> we all got the same moil <laughs> how do you even know what a moil is come on dude you surprise surprised
1: do. the shit out of me when you know these I words I watched Seifeld oh you know
0: <laughs> the moil I'll tell you why where did you find this moil I'll tell you why I'll tell you why I ended up like cooling down a little bit because you were at Lululemon spending $110 for every day. 128 but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I let it go because I think orthos tend to, like a bodybuilder. We're, th-
0: we're talking about orthodox, orthodox Jews, Jews, not orthopedic surgeons. No, or you know. No, okay.
1: not orthodontists.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I th- they tend to, two things are going on in their mind. A, because I know a lot of orthodox Jews tend to act like battered wives. You know, they, t- I
0: haven't hung out with any. So this okay, is, okay. They, t- they to tend me. to
1: like act like battered wizers like, Oh shit, this guy's going to kick my ass or something like something bad's going to go down here. Just leave me alone. Leave me alone. That kind of thing. A little PTSD. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, especially in places like Brooklyn. Um, the other side is, is they genuinely think they are not better people, but just much more spiritually in tune. It's almost like when you go up to a bodybuilder at a gym, you know, mm. and he's like, Dude, you're not lifting weights. I lift
0: weights. Yeah, you
1: know that kind of thing.
0: So, like, going, like going up to a Gracie Baja guy and being like, "I don't, I don't wear the gi." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I got ice. You don't wear gi. You don't do jujitsu. <laughs> you don't wear gi. You don't do jujitsu. Yeah, God, I gotta get out of here. So the two Gordon <laughs> High and never the best. He don't do the gi. He's not the best. Hodgers, okay. <laughs> I mean Hodgers the goat. Yeah, yes, Hodgers the goat. So that, that's
1: how I rationalized it. I calmed down by rationalizing this guy that way. And like, maybe he didn't, you know, he sees this big dude coming at him and, you know, speaking Hebrew at him. And maybe he just didn't want to be a part of that thing. Or he looks at me like I'm a worm. (laughs) Like I'm not going to temple on Saturdays.
0: Or maybe like he's just not used to people saying hi to him.
1: That could be And it threw him off. It might've thrown him off his game. A little bit.
0: Like think about. It. Like I'm not saying hi to Orthodox Jews when I go. Out. I'm not you saying really? hi. To, I'm not saying hi to anyone. No, dude. I try. I'm I in say in hi out. to everybody. I don't like a, I'm big that way. I like that. <laughs> if it's midday, I'm not talking to anyone. Early okay. morning. Early morning. I'm a big believer a in starting people's days with you know rainbows and sunshine. Good morning. Good morning. Let me get that door for you. Rainbows,
1: happy oh, yeah. and...
0: <laughs> I'm at star. I'm at starbies I'm like, you know what? Bring up the car behind me, too. Guys, look at you. Use my stars. <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's absolutely serious. so Now you're showing off. No, that's only in the morning. Okay. Afternoon? I don't give a shit. That car, can <laughs> they can honk all they want. I'm not moving. I need my damn cake pop. Yeah, two angry kids back here. You better find a birthday right. cake pop for me.
1: Uh, <laughs> so I was curious, based on that, do you find that most people like
0: you after meeting you? Oh, God. I've never thought about it. Yeah. I know I like myself after every interaction. Yeah,
1: I think I'm the most charming dude in the room a
0: lot of times. And it's like, why wouldn't they like me? I'm like taking a sip of my coffee. I'm so unprofessional right now. Such an (laughs) amateur. Excuse me. Hold on. An iced Americano from uh, Paris Paris Baguette.
1: Baguette. Shout out to Rob, who owns that place. Shout out to
0: Paris Baguette. Bring some croissants. Good dude. I don't know. I don't really ever judge my interactions like, oh, I, I think they enjoyed me. I have had interactions where I'm like, damn, I wish I wasn't quite as inebriated when I met this person. <laughs> um, for, so so backstory to that. Uh, last week I went to the Giants-Eagles game with Paul Payne. Justin Renda, or oh man, just gave Justin's full government. Uh, Coach Justin and uh, a couple of their friends. Nice and good crowd. It was a great crowd, and we got there early. So as soon as you get there, Paul's like, "All right, you want to drink some bourbon?" And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> "Of course." So Paul's like, "Just say when," and I'm like, "When?" And he goes,
2: "Ah, come on,
0: oh, sure." Let me tell you something, Roy. By the time we were done drinking our bourbon, right, having a cigar and drinking a few beers and we were entering the stadium, I'm hammered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, um, I'm done. Now, who pulled this soiree together here? Paul did. Really? Paul did. He's got some connections. Uh, Paul, you dork. What about me? Well, you know what, Roy? You're yeah. not a Giants fan. He's anti-Semitic, too. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> no, he's not. You're, you're a New England fan. Get out of here. That's true. So... No, we had great seats. Uh, You know, of course, as soon as I get there, I make the, you know, amateur mistake right away. I've been drinking and we have, that's the other thing. We had a designated driver, which was great. Oh, that's great. Um, Paul's daughter's uh, boyfriend was driving, which is great. So he's very well behaved. He's also a six foot eight tackle for Lehigh. Oh, there you Uh, go. So, you know, it was nice because I never lost my crowd. I just looked for him and I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) there we go. So. We go to the game. We get we're having a great time. I, I don't remember the game. I don't. I just remember I kept you know having a few beers. Because now I'm thinking, I'm like good I'm seats just, too. Great seats. Oh, that was the best. Yeah, thirty yards. Otherwise, line.
1: it's like way too cold, and you're like fuck. Dude, I'm in thirty five like yard level. line. Screw it.
0: Thirty five yard line, first level, like row fifteen. Oh, that we're right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't see straight, but you know, <laughs> I know we're we're clear to where we need to be. Uh, so I I met uh his the person who was able to get us the tickets, you know, fantastic woman can't remember her name, but when we're done, I'm like, man, I wish I remember that interaction a little bit better. I think I was okay. But part of me is also like the fact that I don't remember, I hope it wasn't too bad, but I do know at some point I probably, when I was starting, I was like, I'm sorry. Like I really drank a lot tonight. Uh So just to let you know, like, you know, like Paul and I killed a bottle of bourbon, um, (laughs) you know, and had a cigar. The one guy who was with us never even made it out of the car. And we, oh we went to go God. eat at Applebee's. He stayed in the car. He was, Holy shit. Yeah. We got it in.
1: It was a good time. Justin can handle his drink too from whiskey. night, I know he
0: can handle it. Yeah. Drink. We, we, ha- I asked him that. I was like, how was your Monday? He goes, not good. I was <laughs> like, "Dude, my alarm went off at 5. AM. And I was like, Ooh, I might, I like, if I had to do a breathalyzer right now, I'd probably fail. <laughs> You're taking my <laughs> license. I was like, oh God. I'm like, I'm like, I hope I have enough PBA cards, <laughs> but uh, no, it was a great time. Uh, so, yeah, as far as that, like I was, I was. I'm hoping my interaction wasn't too terrible. I kind of keep it okay, but well, I let never
1: me put know. it. In, let me put it in terms of BJJ. Like when you're talking about an intro mm-hmm. to somebody, and they're sitting, with the, you know, where I'm sitting right now, and talking to you, every now and then, I mean, you have to play. You have to sell them on this whole thing. Art of the sell, and sometimes when they don't, kind of like join, you're always like,
0: "What the hell did I do?" You know, it does happen. Yeah. You know, it's like, maybe I should have done this. But I also, I mean, this sounds terrible. But, you know, at the end of the day, you are running a business. You are trying to get people to sign up. So you do have to educate yourself. So, you know, I i pick up some books or a couple audio books of things that I've heard that I think would be beneficial. Uh, Tom is always quick to recommend some things to listen to. Right. Uh, so, you know, we're always trying to get better and work on certain things. Because at the end of the day, if you can't close. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. You're going to
0: close, one. you know, and listen, you know, Pete, Pete McHugh likes to say, you know, let jujitsu do the heavy lifting and it's like, and it will, and it will, the right. jujitsu will keep them here. But if you can't sell it at the table, yeah, you know, it's, they're going to go elsewhere. That's the thing. And a lot of the things that I've done with the academy are to help close that deal. I knew very early on that in the area, you know, I had the better academy. I, and not to be like, oh, we're the best, but I just, I had that much belief in myself and my coaching capabilities right. and my personality. I knew that if you came here, you're probably gonna get a lot better than what you would get at the other schools. So my next step was, you, you know, uh, Gary V says, he said something one time. He says, figure out how your competition can beat you and then make sure they can't do it. So I knew I had the better product. Now, when we hit that two year mark, I knew I had to have the better packaged product. I knew that I had to win the second they walked in through the door. Okay. Part of the reason why we expanded, why we did the floors and the blue mats and the new wall mats. We created the aesthetics at that point. We create these things. So right away they walk in and they're like, holy shit, this place is nice. Then they take the class.
1: It doesn't smell here. It I mean, it's not dirty, everything. Dude, yeah.
0: It always smells nice when I walk in. Yeah. Here. You know, so now it's clean, it smells good. Everyone's friendly. I tell everyone when intros come in, I'm like, go talk to the intro. And now you don't have to do it as much, but, you know, it's a welcoming environment. Right. You know, we take care of each other. The mats are cleaned. You know, everything about it, by the time you walk in before class even starts, we're already ahead of the game. Yeah. So now it's like, sure, where are you going to go visit? You can visit the school that's just as big and just as nice, but it's not going to be the same vibe. Yeah. Or you can visit the school that maybe is just as good, but you're going to walk in and be like, why am I paying this much again?
1: Yeah. Why is it smelling so bad? You know, here... It's like a hotel. Like sometimes when I go in a hotel and it smells, I'm like, this is God. I don't care what, you know, five stars, four stars. I mean, this, it's just not a good product.
0: People are paying for this product. Yeah. You know, and and it's not a cheap product. So I want to make sure that when you walk in, you're like, yeah, I'll pay that. Right. It's got to be worth it. You know, would I have charged what I'm charging now at the old facility? No, not at all. Right. It's not worth it. You know, you're going to pay a lot more for, uh, you know, the, the, the aesthetics you know, as the X7 thinking. than you are for the X3
2: ah got it
0: <laughs> it's just the way it is man so but you got to make sure it's worth it and it's right. got to be everything it can't just be aesthetics you got to give the right instruction you got to give the right attention you got to give the right care you got to follow through it. on the, uh,
1: the whole everything. thing it's got to be everything you know right. right. well I love it all right we are trying to keep this thing to an hour 45 an hour 50 minutes that yeah, kind let's of thing try. But we'll see what happens we'll yeah let's just see how it goes that you kind know? of thing but I did want to uh, do one thing. Congratulate uh, Gordon. He Gordon is, Ryan. He is doing something, that or I should say he is following through on something that is really advancing the sport. Every time I hear him interviewed, he always says, my goal is not to necessarily go into MMA. My goal is not to necessarily you know, win all these tournaments. Obviously, that's what he does, but it's to
0: advance the sport. Which he and is doing. Big time. Is doing. And you know, that's always been his goal. His goal has always been for a 25 year old to
1: have that kind of mentality is
0: really rare. He's 27, 27. Anyway, he's still a young man, but his goal has always been to be the best in the world. His goal has always been to be the best ever. His goal has always been to transcend the sport, which the great ones do. And he's doing that. And he is getting sponsorship deals and recognition and mainstream notoriety that this sport has never seen. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it by doing a lot more than just winning. He has created this persona. He has created an image. He trains like an animal. He's dedicated every moment of every single day of his life to building something spectacular. Right. So that when he leaves and he's done the generations behind him have a blueprint pass the baton path yep. and that's the most important part it's not just that he's you know creating the blueprint he's clearing the path right he's showing how marketable and how you know how much you can really make money off this sport for other people make money for Dana White's. make money for the UFC make right. money for flow grappling make money for all these you know promoters so that when the next man up is there they can just take the torch and carry but you need someone to clear the path path
1: yeah absolutely and he is the first in bjj as far as i know i mean aside from i would say hoist gracie was the first bjj guy
0: to really put the sport on the map as far as i know he really is you know you since hoist and listen that's not to say that there haven't been fantastic There have been great
1: marcello hodger the whole thing but none of them have transcended the sport the way hoist did, and the
0: way possibly gordon can well listen i was at adcc um, thirteen thousand people sold out arena, and yes, they were there for jujitsu. But they were there for Gordon Ryan, hmm. Joe Rogan, Mario Lopez, Liver King. They were there for one reason and mm-hmm. one reason only—to watch the king. To watch the king. Yeah. To watch greatness. Yep. To watch something that's you don't see. All right, right. you don't see someone that great in one field right you know think about the michael jordans think about the tom brady's you know tiger woods at his peak when you get the opportunity to see something mm-hmm. spectacular yeah you got to take it and you know he's very marketable he's got a great look he's got a great physique he's mm-hmm. built like a. Like his
1: personality a, is interesting to listen to yeah and he's, you know, so he's got smart. something to say yeah
0: and he's not going to hold back
1: yeah, I mean, you watch his uh, his videos, his DVDs. He's very and intelligent. the kid really, really explains things in a way yeah. that really cuts through the chase, cuts to the chase, and really, you know, gets the techniques across. My question on the whole thing is, is this, and it always comes down to what's the next step, which I don't think he wants to think about right now, as far as because he still wants to compete at the highest levels.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But is there anybody behind him? that can take the ball forward after him. And I'm not so sure I see that
0: right now. I can't answer that for him. No, no, I, not for I, him.
1: Is there anybody behind him that could take the ball forward after him?
0: Uh, well, he has said in interviews... He's uh,
1: such a wonner He's such a, you know, like a...
0: Well, he's said in interviews that, you know, by the time he leaves, he believes one of his teammates will be able to carry it and take it over. You know, and you have, listen, you look at someone like, uh, you know, Giancarlo Bodoni, you know, Marigali... They have the look, they have the technique and the skill. You know, can they display the personality to take it to that next level? That's the thing. It's gonna be hard. He, there's not a lot of Gordon Rines. That's my point. And I don't think
1: there's anybody that can kind of fill the void. You know, let, let's let's fast forward three. They years They might from not that. fill the
0: void the whole way. Yeah, but they'll fill it enough to keep that bucket with something in it until someone comes along. Yeah, and there's always. I hope someone.
1: so. I hope so. I really, really but do. But
0: here's what you got to remember too, though. Look at what this. Look at what Gordon's doing. You don't think the young generations are paying attention? They are. You know. don't think there's a 12 year old kid right now who, in the next six to seven years, is in someone you're like, "Who's this 20 year old coming out of California?"
1: Absolutely agree. He clears the field, but does he have Gordon's personality? Does he have Gordon's like transcending kind of well, way about him? And I'll and I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll, I'll say there has not been a person in MMA so, since Conor McGregor. Correct. And that's been at least three, four five years now to fill that void. Right. But has, has MMA suffered because of it? I'd say it has in a little bit. There's no Brock, there's no Conor, there's no Rhonda. You know, I, I can't think of a guy that's really, really kicking it out of the uh, the ball or you know, batting
0: it out of the ballpark here in MMA that I really am dying to see. The arenas are still sold out. The pay-per-views are still getting bought. Yeah, I guess so. And that's what you have to understand. At the end of the day, when this is done, there might not be another Gordon Ryan. There probably won't be. That's what I'm getting there at. Probably I don't think be. there will be. But you know what else isn't going to happen? ADCC isn't going back to being run in gymnasiums. Absolutely not. I agree. He's taking the sport to a next level and... The generations coming up will be able to thank him. That for I it there. that
1: I agree with. That I agree with.
0: But I'm talking about that that one kind of like you know. Has there? Listen, who fills those spots in anything? Yeah, yeah. Those are he's a generational athlete yeah. in jujitsu. Yeah. Like you don't get everything like that. It's tough you know same can be said about john danaher you're not going to find a lot of people that are that dedicated to just coaching and learning everything that's that's a great point you know we talked about earlier people who sacrifice for their their lives and sacrifice for their success john danaher doesn't have a wife has no kids yeah. he's got nothing
1: i mean even in by bo- choice by even, choice even
0: in boxing
1: there was mike tyson and then i can't think of another person that has filled that that kind of void there have been great boxers, everybody from Lennox Lewis to uh, Evander to Klitschko and this and that, but nobody has really captured the imagination the way Tyson did.
0: I mean, you could say Tyson Fury is getting close, but it's not the same. Not the same at all. I remember when I was a kid, people wouldn't want to buy the Mike Tyson pay-per-view because like I'm not <laughs> going to sp- end too fast. Yeah, they're like I'm not yep. going to spend fifty bucks to watch yeah. you know three minutes of a fight. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Think about that. Oh, I did all the time. I lived yeah. through that time. I absolutely
1: yeah. know. I mean, when he lost to Buster Douglas in 1990 on February the 6th by the way. Um it was almost like something was wrong with the earth. <laughs> it was like what something went wrong. He lost? Yeah. Like like cuz I remember it was in Japan the fight and we got the news and I'm like this cannot be. This has got to be fake news.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen. Going back to Gordon Najjar's conversation. Yeah. He's got the multi-fight seven-figure deal with Flow. Yep. He has his contract with the UFC Fight Pass. He has his sponsors. He has his DVDs. For me, seeing him accomplish everything he said he wanted to accomplish, I mean, it's been such a privilege to see it in real time, experience it, talk to him along the way. And, you know, I'm proud of everything he's accomplished. It's the
1: old thing that, like, who would have thought? this kid that walked in with the punk hairdo was going to turn into this.
0: We knew. Oh yeah. We knew. (laughs) Here's the thing. There was, and it cracks me up because when I opened the school right away, people were like, so you see any like new Gordon Ryan's you see? And I'm like, no, no, I've only seen one Gordon Ryan and that was Gordon Ryan. There was something different about him. Yep. I mean, you even saw his brother. It's, it's just, it's just him it's him it's not it's almost like a like like almost like someone with asperger's yeah it's just it's like so focused on one yeah. thing and man it's been great I'm proud of you buddy yeah i doubt he's going to hear this but I'm proud of him There he's it is, fucking buddy. doing it. he's the king That's and anyone what, who doesn't like what he's doing listen you could take i think they all i
1: think everybody in bjj now utterly respects him they may not like a little thing here and there as far as his personality but they the way he dominated ADCC this year or just, it's just too much. You don't need to convince anybody any longer.
0: Well, he says it all the time. He goes, you know, before you say how much you hate me, ask yourself how much you got paid for your last match. You're welcome. Yeah. And he's right.
1: Well, Connor says the same thing.
0: Listen, it's red panty night, baby. (laughs) We got the Gordon Ryan fight. Um, I will say this. I have submitted Gordon Ryan. So, Just throwing that out there. I don't care if he was a child when it happened, it happened. It's there was facts. a
1: kid that grew up next to me, literally next door. Okay. He got drafted in the first round of the
0: NBA.
1: Oh. Okay. And I always used to say, just remember, I was the last guy to beat you in one on one. And the uh, kid was 12 at the time, but you doesn't know. matter. Can't take it away. Facts are exactly. facts. I fucking beat
0: the him. The reality is there. It happened.
1: Beat him nine to three. What can I tell you?
0: Yeah. Now, the last time I rolled with Gordon, um, I didn't even want to say it was a roll. It was just him toying <laughs> with me, and then I just ended with like horrible cramps because he just kept like sidestepping my guard and forcing right. me to recover. Like I was a like I was like I do with the little kids in the kids class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, your abs are going to be killing tomorrow." And I was like, ah, leave me alone. And "This is the old line. There's levels to you. this. There's levels." <laughs> and he's on a level all, oh, yeah. all by exactly. himself. Exactly. It's wild. Yeah.
2: It's
1: wild. I think the best part about it is that. At the top levels, even the guys like the Andres and, and this and that might begrudgingly say, Oh, you know, I would have beat him in my time kind of thing. Even they say this is just
0: a one time guy. Yes. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. And I think his star is only going to grow.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Because that would mean the sport grows.
0: It's going to. Yeah. It's going to. I mean, you know, they're in talks of doing the next ADCC at uh, T Mobile Arena. Vegas that's that's a that's a beautiful step up listen the last venue was big yep this is different yeah this is big time the sport is just absolutely exploding and people want a piece of it yeah listen if you show people dollar signs (laughs) absolutely (laughs) they'll be interested and I think they definitely showed that so I'm excited for the next years I'm excited for him yeah I'm happy for him I'm happy for his mom you know and and if uh, Big Gord was still around you know I'm sure he's smiling from somewhere I think when you're a father
1: of something like that, even you can't quite see it because you remember the kid as a two-year-old. Yeah. You know, you remember the kid shitting in his diapers, kind of thing. But he he would be extraordinarily
0: yeah happy with the way this kid came out. I'm, so, I'm, I'm just so happy for the kid. Yeah. I'm happy for him. All right. Yeah. Well, there. Congrats, it. Gordon. Um,
1: the topic tonight. That you wanted to talk about was defying odds
0: defying odds and we we started with someone who defied a shit ton of odds
1: But did he he yeah. came you, you know, you said you saw
0: something in him early though. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is a sport that Number one So let's let's take a look at jiu-jitsu as a whole, okay? There was never a lot of money in jiu-jitsu, right? There was a time where like this super it's fight, a niche martial art. Yeah martial art, you know super fights are They're new they're relatively yeah. new you know, when I first started training jiu if you want to make a name for yourself, you had to compete in Mundials, win Mundials. And that was your super fight. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to face a certain person, you better make it to the finals. Otherwise, you're not going to see them. And then the super fight thing kind of, kind of came around and people started to build a name for themselves. And then with that, Nogi started. So the, the sport's been evolving. It's almost been heading in this direction. It just always needed a star, right? The sport has always been Filled with stars that were Brazilian, okay, so the fact that you know a gringo from New Jersey became the guy. oh, I
1: see what you're saying defying the odds in terms of that okay. that's hard man, yeah,
0: no, it really okay. really is, but
1: that's, that's doable number
0: though, number two, it's doable, but how many guys did it, it that's what I'm saying, Dean I mean, Lister
1: yeah, but Lovato. Lovato Oh, okay, if we're talking about it in terms of who of the Americans or even the Europeans that have broken through, there is very, very rare very little. okay, and and rightly, and this is credit to the Brazilians. <clears throat> they are they are an incredibly talented uh, they're they're bringing in the right people into the country, and a lot of their people that did well ended up moving to the states and are training the next generation. And now the so I, give is- it, I, I totally tip my hat to the Brazilians and and what they've done but is there somebody coming out of brazil nowadays i don't know that isn't training in the u.s very surprised you got a couple
0: you got a couple but the u.s is where it's at right now so that's number one number two this was a sport where the only way you can make money in this sport was to win a world championship or adcc and then open up an academy right Okay? okay there was no bjj fanatics 15 years ago you were not selling dvds for the longest time you know you could buy dvds on budo videos yeah. And that's it. Budo Jake. Yeah, Budo Jake. Build a Grill. That was it. Build a Grill Cooper had all the DVDs. Right. He was the guy. I remember
1: Jeff Glover had a DVD. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Like and, long ago and far away.
0: You know, like YouTube videos, you weren't really seeing too much yeah. of it. So you come into an era where nogi, super fights, and DVDs become available. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these are all things that just kind of slowly over time have appeared. And then you have this young kid who comes out of nowhere, right? Starts going to Henzo's, training with John. He's the young kid who just shows up every day, gets his ass kicked by everybody. Just keeps showing up. Keeps showing up. At a young age, too. 18, 19 years old. He's making this decision. What was the line that he always used to say, just to remind people? Oh, yeah. He'd be like, like, get it in now. (laughs) Because one day you're all fucked. He was right. And we knew it, too. That's why I was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of him today. the day's going to come where I can't.
1: Can you imagine, like, you're running the school now? Can you mm-hmm. imagine some white belt kid coming in and saying,
0: assholes, get it in now because I'm going to kick your ass? You know, he better show me something. Otherwise, I'm be like, sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but Gordon
1: did see you did With
0: see. Gordon, you could see it. Wow. You could see it. There was something there. He carried a fire inside that, like, not many people have. It was just something. I don't even know how to explain it, man. Yeah. You ever just, like, seen something or seen someone? You're like, that person's different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just, I don't want to say an aura, but there was just something different about it. You see it in their eyes and this and that. I mean, everything, the way he walked, his mannerisms. Like when he would say things like, you know, kids will say things like, I want to be the best. And you're like, yeah, okay. When he said it, you could tell that it was coming from somewhere. That's what, uh, what's his name? It was coming Uh, from his soul. Who the
1: hell? I forgot what the guy's was. Uh, Angelo Dundee. That's what he said about Ali the first time he met Cassius Clay. Clay, It was like 1959 or something like that down in Louisville. And he said, there's something about this kid. Like, I get the sense he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be his coach when he was, you know, a child uh, and, and rack up a bunch of wins at Grappler's Quest. So he had to defy all the odds in a sport that really wasn't making a lot of money. Right. You know, so now, now to become the face of the sport and start making money. And have one of the best, you know, debuts in ADCC, right? Because he's won 88 kilo, 99 kilo, 99 plus mm-hmm. the super fight and the absolute. So in three ADCCs, he's got five gold medals. Um, and he likes to continue to defy the odds because he wants he wanted to compete in his weight class and do the super fight, which yeah. had never been done. Now there's rumors that he's going to do the super fight, a second super fight. And do his weight class at the next ADCC. Wow. He wants to just all comers, right? He keeps to find these odds. He keeps to find these odds. He took a sport that was being done literally in academies and high school gymnasiums to, you know, potentially super arenas. Yeah. If you would have told someone 10 years ago, hey, this sport's going to blow up and it's going to sell out T-Mobile Arena and it's going to be on UFC Fight Pass and fighters are going are gonna to sign multi-year deals for seven figures, immediately you would have thought, number one, that's crazy, or number two, got to be talking about like Hodge or Gracie or someone like that. Hmm. You would have never thought about a white kid from New Jersey.
1: Yeah, but there's something to be said also about the fact that, like I always said, I mean... A lot of attention was thrown his way for very good reason for his physical accomplishments and his sporting accomplishments. But he also came at it from a personality aspect that really intrigues people. You know, the whole thing of like, you know, predicting what you're going to do and putting it in an envelope
0: for well, the let's announcers. Let's not forget the fact that he walked around with a crown for a long
1: time. <laughs> I'm just saying like, who thinks of that stuff? He did. That's my point. And he, that's what I'm saying. He's a oneer. So when I say like after him, you know, like I said, fast forward three or four years now, I don't know who's going to take over. And it will, it seem derivative if they do, if they're all cocky and shit, like everyone looks at the next cocky jerk off in MMA, it says, oh, he's copying Connor. You know?
0: Yeah. It, it's going to have to be someone who comes off as authentic. That's it. And that's going to be hard because yeah. in order for them to come off as authentic, They have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. It's got to be something that you will. And, you know, for as much as Gordon, you know, has this king character, a lot of it is, you know, it's him. It's something that's inside him. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, absolutely defied the odds to become a millionaire in a sport where, you know, there weren't millionaires. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you were making just enough to be able to afford your rent and, you know, train jujitsu all day. Yeah, and and I remember looking at videos.
1: I remember looking at videos of, like, Marcelo, in the uh you know mid to late 2 uh 2000 let's say 2008 somewhere in there or even Hadra against Buchecha like this just it just wasn't the same thrill behind it that was the last in my mind incredible super fight Hadra, can Hadra come back and take on Buchecha Buchecha yeah and you know he really proved himself like he handled Buchecha in that
0: well, that was a time when, you know, if you watched, if you did jiu-jitsu and you watch jiu-jitsu, you'd be like, oh, wow, this is a great jiu-jitsu match. But to the average person, you'd be like, what am I watching right now? Yeah. What am I looking at? And Gordon has always said that. He would always say the biggest problem with jiu-jitsu is that the only people who watch it train it. That's a great point. That's a problem. He's like, the NFL is the biggest sport in America. The people in the stands don't play NFL. Right maybe they played high school. He's like, "But that's it. So how do you get the sport to draw people that are not involved with the sport?" Yeah. And I will say with this last ADCC, you see it starting to grow. Now, do I think that there's things they need to do? 100%. Uh, Gordon's last match against Nicky Rod not the most exciting match. Uh, you know, I don't want to say it's to Gordon's fault, but it wasn't an exciting match. With that being said, do I think there's things that could have been taken to prevent that? Yes. Number one, keep the EBI overtime. I'm fine with that. Keep the mm. EBI overtime. It creates tension. It creates tension. It puts people in bad spots. But regulation, you got to go ADCC rules. You have to. ADCC rules forces action. I think the culmination of Gordon Ryan and ADCC together it's what's going to take the sport to the next level. Right. Because ADCC makes a lot of sense is the most exciting rule set. You have three minutes, no points, go nuts. Do it now. Yeah. The next three minutes, there's points. But guess what? You pull guard, you're losing a point. You back up, you're losing right. a point. Absolutely. You run away, you're losing a point. Get in there. And then it's all about who initiates the movement okay, I go for Kimura, you defend, we roll through. We de- and it just goes, 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 goes. Because remember, if it stops for three seconds, now the position almost essentially resets. Right. So if you lock that Kimura, you're going to keep rolling and keep going until you get on top so you can get the points. It's such a fast-paced, action-packed rule set. It really is the best rule set. And it should be the rule set, I truly believe, for all of Gordon's matches going forward, especially the ones on UFC Fight Pass. He can command that he, he should command it, actually. And, and you know, the problem is, it's the it's the best rule set for him. He really likes those not no time limits. Um, but well,
1: because he uses that to such effect. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to
0: wear your ass out. But the average person is not going to watch a 45 not gonna, minute match. Exactly. They want to watch a six minute match, nine right. minutes at most. Yeah. You know.
1: He's also he, doing something smart. I'm sorry to interrupt, but he's also doing something smart by not diminishing his or I shouldn't say diminishing. He's not taking the chance that Hodger did and Lovato did by going MMA. He's being smart about not doing that as well.
0: But why did those guys have to go MMA?
1: That's what I'm saying. The, I think they felt it in their whatever their psyche that, you know, this is my next step. Right. But it's
0: not. For the longest time, that was the next step yeah. in the jiu-jitsu hierarchy. That was the career path. Do this, do this, get right. really good, get your black belt, go to MMA really build your name, make some money, get your school. The only way you got any notoriety as a jiu-jitsu person was to go into MMA. You had to. That's the only way you broke through the sport. Gordon realized early on, maybe I don't have to get punched in the face. Right. Because there was a time where he did talk about getting into MMA. Yep. You know, he was working on his hands. He went on MMA hour. He talked about how he was going to transition to MMA. Then he won ADCC.
1: It could only go downhill if you're doing MMA. It's like with, with Hodger. He's so dominated BJJ, but when he got to MMA, he's he got tagged a bunch of times.
0: He did very well until he faced... Uh, I know you're
1: going to say, I forget the guy's name, but the it was Danaher that actually told Gordon, you don't need to do MMA.
0: No. Yeah. He doesn't. And he didn't. Exactly. He did everything the right way. And he's making more money than most MMA fighters. So the most sport, is, fighters. sport
1: itself is beginning to stand on its own two legs, which 100%. is great.
0: 100%. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where Gordon made a fantastic post where he said... You know, my contract isn't as big as other pro athletes, but it allows me to live my life like a pro athlete. Hmm. That's what these guys have to realize. If you can start making some money off these matches, you can start making DVDs, you can build your brand, you can win enough matches, build the right titles... Well, now, you don't have to be the guy who's working a job while running a school simultaneously. Right, right, right. You can focus on just training. You don't even need to open up a school to make money to supplement your training. You can just train. Yeah. It's a fantastic thing. And that in itself defied all the odds of this sport.
2: Yeah.
1: So if you go, if you take BJJ and, and just like put it down at the white belt level, though, mm-hmm. defying the odds just in terms of joining up is an amazing thing to do.
0: I think I saw a statistic the other day where only 8% of the population ever trained jujitsu. Okay. So I'm, I'm surprised know, it's that much. Yeah, so just putting on your white belt. That's my point is already it's, a huge accomplishment. Getting your black belt, 2% of people that ever start jujitsu get their black belt, which means the percentage of the population that actually even has a black belt in jujitsu, even lower. Yep. Now, how many of those black belts become world champions? How many of those black belts become ADCC champions? How many of those black belts become Gordon Ryan? Gordon Ryan is one of 7 billion people. Yep. That's it.
1: Yeah. Think about that. It's an enormous thing to even contemplate. Absolutely. It's wild
0: when you really think about it. That's defying odds right there. Yeah. That's defying. I saw, I wish I could remember. It's like, you know, how, if you spent... A dollar a day, and every day you double it, or something, you know, how long would it take you to spend a million dollars? It was something, like, you know, like 30 days. Right. And it's like, now, how long would it take you to spend a billion dollars? And it was like 33 years. Oh, yeah, it was like 33 years. years yeah, I remember right. hearing that. Think about the significance of that yeah. being one in a million compared to one in seven billion. Yeah. It's, it's a lot It's wild. It's great. You know, yeah. that's defying odds.
1: Uh, in other things, though. All right. In marriage, it's like when we said, when you told me, let's talk about defying odds, it's like, I immediately came up with different categories of things. Like when you get married, there's a lot of people that say, "Ah, eh, they're going to
0: get divorced. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: I mean, statistically they're correct.
1: Exactly. Or when these, when you see them interacting with each other and you're
0: like, oh, they're going to get divorced. Well, I remember a couple episodes ago, you asked me, would I rather win the lottery or you know. Fulfill my vows and be married forever Right And yeah, I yeah, told yeah. you I'd rather be married mm-hmm. And and my belief is because You know winning the lottery Yeah that defies the odds one way You know you were a certain number in the percentage <laughs> you, know, right. it was, you defied the odds In mm-hmm. chance But to stay married that's work. That's defying the odds. That's effort. Yeah. You found a way to not kill each other and not get tired of each other. <laughs> that is. The question hard. is how badly stacked is the marriage or the odds here? Like is
1: is like are you a friggin' alcoholic? Are you you know what I'm saying like how how are you going to stack these odds in terms of like surviving a marriage all these years? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out as I go. <laughs> yeah. You would know how to answer that better than me. I suppose so. It's like so many times, you know, my son or someone will say, Dad, what? uh," You know, like, how did you do it? That kind of thing. Exactly.
0: You know, so I've got, this May will be nine years married. And, you know, how long have you been married?
1: In January the
0: 21st will be 36 years. 36. That's 27 years. It's crazy. Longer than I've been married. Right. That's wild. I know. It is. That's like, you've been married four times as long as I have. (laughs) I know. So it's like, I know what it took. Sometimes to get-
1: I can't believe it myself. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like,
2: how the fuck,
0: I don't look like I'm 60 years old. You defied I? the odds, man. That's what I'm talking about. Because how many people around you have gotten divorced? You know, I, I, first of all,
1: I, I know a bunch of couples that are still together.
0: But should be divorced. But should be divorced.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny. I was talking to Pooks just a week ago and I said... Look around at every single one of your friends. Look around at every other marriage. I'm like, there's no
0: reason that these people should still be married. Uh, I'll tell you what, Steph and I were talking. Uh, we were just kind of, you know, going down memory lane. Uh-huh. And I told her, I was like, just think about it. I was like, you know, we've been together 12 years. We've been married for almost nine. I was like, and it's it's nine years and a lifetime ago. Yeah. I was like, in the time we've been married, we've had friends get divorced. We've had friends lose their significant other. You know, parents have been lost. You know, children, unfortunately, have been lost. It's been so much in that short amount of time that yeah. when you really look back at all that's happened, good and bad, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. What's the next nine got in store for I'm
1: gonna us? I'm going to make it more mundane. You're 12 years in with the same person, okay? But you still
0: like her. Like over love. There you go, man. It's important to like them. Absolutely. If you don't like them, life's miserable. Fucking A. Absolutely. Miserable if you don't like that person.
1: I don't know. Now that's defying odds to me. (laughs) She still
0: likes me. I'm surprised she still likes me. Okay. You know? Like, you're like, oh, you're so charming. You get me two nights a week. (laughs) That's true. She gets this every day. And I can be a bit much at times. A little so overwhelming.
1: A little but. overwhelming. Sometimes.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. You know, a little bit too much dressing on the salad, but it is what it is. Figure it out. <laughs> all right. But then when I'm quiet, she gets worried. She, oh, is that everything the case? Okay. <laughs>
2: <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> <I'm>
0: fucking tired. <laughs> My mouth that's, hurts. I've been talking all day. That's
1: the old thing where the uh, where the girl says to the guy, What are you thinking? You know, and he's like, It's I never want... what
0: they think we're thinking either.
1: <laughs> if I wanted you to know, I'd tell you. Yeah. I'm thinking,
0: do I really want to go take a shit right (laughs) now or can I make it to the next commercial break? (laughs) Oh my goodness. So the same
1: defying odds in terms of careers, like you're defying the odds of,
0: Eh, am I really though?
1: Slow down here. Let me, let me, let me just throw this at you. You have two revenue streams. Okay. You got the regular job and you have the school. Mm -hmm. All right. And this, both of them are doing quite well. Wouldn't you say that's like defying odds? If you if you came across a person, average person in the United States, do you think the average person is doing that? I certainly don't think so. There may be a guy that's like doing well, well. You know, he's a lawyer and he happens to own a bunch of properties or something like that.
0: I mean, I don't want to say that the average person isn't doing it, but I, I will say this. I think if the average person isn't doing it, it's because it's not because they can't. Of course it is because they can't. You know, they don't, I don't have the
1: imagination. They don't have the drive. They don't have the the talent, whatever it is. There's a reason why the median salary in this country is about $44,000. Uh, bucks. So they are just not trying or they don't have the skill sets. See, I hate talking about myself in this
0: way. So right. I, I will say this. You can talk about me. Though. I will say this. Um, I'm aware of how the school's doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of how other schools are doing with coaches and instructors that only have the school and we're doing well. Uh, I'm aware of how people are doing with their career paths at my job and I'm aware of what I'm doing and yep. I'm aware that I'm doing okay. I was working on the train one day. This is when I was still, I don't, yeah, I was still on the train. So the school was still pretty new, you know, cause I, I got promoted at work r- roughly about four <laughs> or five months after the school had opened up. Okay. So for about four months, like that first year, uh, 2018, I used up all my vacation days and sick days within like the first two months right. because I was marking off every Saturday so I could run the school. Hmm. You know, I didn't have a coach, you know, I was right figuring now. it out. So I got called into the train department, which was great because now I got weekends off. <laughs> like, thank God. Yeah. And, uh, but when I was on the train, I remember I was talking to one of my coworkers and he's like, he's like, man, you're up early. Cause at the time I would have to catch the, um, the 510 out of trenton to get into new york by like 555 or something crazy mm-hmm. like that so i'd be waking up at like 4 30 and he's like aren't you at your school at night and i'm like yeah he's like dude how do you do it how do you do it he's like you know we, we had benny benny was a baby mm-hmm. and i was like what do you mean he goes bro he goes i think you're crazy He's like, I think, he goes like that. He goes and he, he goes. I think you're nuts. The average guy would think that, and that's why they are where they are. Here's what I told him. I was like, I was like, I get why you think I'm crazy. I was like, but let me ask you this. I was like, what's your favorite TV show? And he goes, Oh, I love this one. I was like, you watch it every week, right? He goes, Yeah. I was like, All right. What's your What else do you watch? He goes, I do this, I was like, All right. I was like Ask me what my favorite TV show is. He's like, what's your favorite TV show? I was like, I don't watch TV. I was like, when you're at home sitting on the couch watching your favorite TV show or reading a book or tending to your garden, I'm not doing that. But I am building something else. I was like, you might think I'm crazy. I was like, I think you're crazy for wasting all that time. Right. But that's just the way I was brought up. It's the way you're wired. It's just the way I'm wired. My mom tells me all the time, she's like, when are you going to slow down? And I was like, you never taught me how to do that. Right. You taught me how to go. Well, I slowed down? Eventually. You like, know, right now it's not so bad. Works pretty good. You know, I kind of got that in the bag. I know how to do it. Um, You know, things here at the school are going pretty well. You know, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: okay. I got a, I got a buddy of mine that uh, does venture capitalism and venture capital. Excuse me. Really, really sharp dude. Okay. Has, has a shit ton of money, that kind of thing. And we, I was just talking to him. I said, cause I, I'm, you know, kind of a student of psychology. I said, what kind of people are you meeting with? You know, he goes, the people I meet with are Uber level achievers. They know what they want. They're going after it and nothing's going to stop them. It's an honor for me to throw money at them because everybody else wants to throw money at them. But he said, do you realize how few there are those people out there? And it it pains him to see, you know, when when a person like that gets money and succeeds, that they people try and rip them and pull them down, yeah. you know.
0: Well, it's because it's easier to blame your shortcomings on yeah. something else. It's and, easier and, to be like, "Well, they did that because of this." Yeah. It's like, well, it's a lot of hard work. You know, people can look. You know, we we've been talking a lot about Gordon, and mm-hmm. I was, for good reason, with tonight's episode. You know, people can look at him and say like, oh, well, you know, it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of whatever. It's like, you know, if I was look born at the w- six
1: foot two, 200 yeah. some pounds, yeah. yeah.
0: you know what, but look at the work. Yeah, exactly. Look at the work, you know, and even, uh, you know, Dana, you,
1: her trained me, I'd be da da yeah, No, you but, wouldn't.
0: But you got to look at the people he surrounds himself with too. Right. You know, everyone there understands that they have a role, you know, uh, you know, not, uh, lover, you know, she's also his personal trainer. Mm-hmm. and he literally doesn't have to think like when it's time to get ready for breakfast like he wakes up meals are prepped drinks are made like there's a there's a lot going on you need a lot of support to be successful and if the person's not there to help you get to your goal they got to go mm-hmm. plain and simple you know it's very easy to look at what i'm doing here but i say it all the time i'm able to do this because there is a woman in my house right now who's taking on a huge burden you know, she's taking on a huge amount of responsibility so that I can sit here and have a conversation. Meanwhile, while we're hanging out, talking, having a good time. She's prepping lunch for the kids. Mm. She's doing dishes. Yep. She's doing their laundry. She's cleaning the house. She's making sure that she's allowing out. you to defy the odds. She's, she's, need that. she's greasing the wheels to. to and, and to do that, they have to put themselves in the background. Yeah. And become a supporting role. Yep. Which is. We live in a world where people don't want to be a supporting role. We go back to we were talking about in the beginning of the night where you want, you know, there are women who want to be that top one percent, but then they're looking for men who are also the top one percent. It doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. You need one person to be the lead to shine and and one person person to be the supporting. To be supportive. Absolutely. You don't don't get two actors in the same movie nominated for best actor in a leading role. Mm -hmm. One gets the lead, one gets the supporting. But if both do their job the right way, you're gonna have one hell of a fucking movie. Absolutely. But you gotta be willing to be the number two. You gotta be willing to step back and say, "Go do it." You've gotta be willing to tell your husband, "I'll stay home with the kids. You go to Vegas and do what you gotta do," and understand that while it looks like fun and it looks, it's not. It's gonna be. 14 hours running on the mats, followed by an hour and a half in the shower with hot water running on your legs because you're in fucking pain. You gotta have that. You gotta know when to not have certain conversations. I can't tell you how many times Steph goes, when you get a minute, I gotta tell you something. What? Later, it can wait. Because she understands, like, I can't do it right now. I have to focus. Is it selfish of me? Absolutely. Am I aware of it? Absolutely. Right. But guess what? We're not doing what we're doing. If it wasn't for the support that I get from her. So would
1: you say defying the odds starts out as an individual thing? In other words, especially in sports, you have to prove yourself amongst your peers. Oh, yeah. But the next level of success, the next level of defying the odds is creating the team
0: around you. Absolutely. You've got to have those people that can lift you up and get you there. Right. You've got to have those people who have bought into your dream. Yeah. You know, even with the school, like people talk about, like how fast the school's growing and all that. The school's growing because of the people who support it. And those are the students. Every time someone signs up, every time someone comes to a class, every time someone makes a post on Instagram, that is you supporting the dream. Mm. That is you becoming a supporting member of what we're trying to accomplish. Right. The school defies the odds because of the people that support it. The school survived through COVID when it could barely pay rent because of the people that support it. You need that supporting cast. You also have to take a little bit of a leap of faith. I'll I'll, I'll throw this at 100%. you. 100 percent. You gotta. No one's gonna invest in yeah. your stock unless you invest in it first.
1: That's my point. Yeah, hundred percent. It's interesting when I talk to uh, uh, I work with accounting firms, and um, it's interesting when I get on the phone with a partner and he says to me, "I'm looking to sell out," and I say, "Okay, uh, how many partners do you have? How many? How big is your staff? That kind of thing." And inevitably, a lot of these people say, "Oh well, I just kind of kept it really simple. It's just myself and a secretary and this and that." In other words, they never they started the the uh, business, but they never built the team around them to take the business to the next step. Right. You know, and that 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 always, to me, is is an indication that either a guy did not trust the people beneath him, or he didn't trust the fact that he could build something
0: beyond just a one ch- one man shop kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Out.
0: that's a tough one too though it is like that's kind of something i'm running into with the school where it's like we're getting to a point where it's like i might need some more help <laughs> yeah no i get <laughs> which it, is man. a great problem but it's something You've where got it's like to find the right person though. it's the right people but at the same time it's like it's five years of me doing it all my own my way where it's mm. like like even with the podcast like i was talking about the podcast and you know things that i want to do with it and matt broad was like why do you have to do all the editing i was like because i see it going a certain way he's mm-hmm. like right but you can't find a student or someone who would be an intern and help you edit the video. Edit this. He goes, people will want to do it. He's like, and you give the final approval, right? For me, that's I'm still learning how to delegate. Ah, that's an interesting thing. That's yeah. another one. That's a whole other topic. It is learning when to delegate, past the responsibility. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, with the kids' class, that was easy. Max showed some potential. I was like, Max. I now delegate the kids class to you right? because I'm going to kill myself. And he and takes that. it on. He's fantastic. To his credit, yeah. Listen, I know he listens to the podcast. I cannot say it enough. What he is doing in that kids class is fantastic. Yeah. And um, at such a young age. It's great. Such a young age. He gets it. And the reality is if you want to be a successful school owner, you better be able to teach little kids. Yeah. You know, to me, we're like, oh, when can I teach adults? Go teach the four-year-olds first. You know, right. uh, you know, with the exception of Coach Justin, all the coaches that have been here have all started with the kids' class. Right. If you can maintain a five-year-old's attention, you can maintain a thirty-year-old's attention. <laughs> all right. But it, it starts with the. I mean, today, you know, today I had to teach these kids what knees on the mat meant. Four-year-olds in mount didn't understand. Like, no, you're not squatting. Your knees on the ground. <laughs> all right. It's like point to your knees, and they point to their toes. I'm like, oh god. But you know, you do your best. You know, you're not, <laughs> they're not going to be world champs. They're four. They're five. Right. You know, do a jumping jack. That's amazing. So That's
1: yeah. amazing. So in terms of defying odds, in terms of, let's put it in a personal level, okay? Um, they're the guys that are, let's say,
0: overweight. Mm. All right. How are they going to defy the odds? Put down the fork.
1: Yeah. But that takes a lot.
0: For some people, it does. Yeah. But How here, do you defy the
1: odds of like? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going on a New Year's Eve resolution diet here, and nine out of ten people in your life are saying, "Come on, dude, you're not going to do it."
0: Here's what I truly believe with weight loss and things of that nature: food, you know, alcohol, drugs, all those things are addictions, and some people have a very different relationship with food. And the reality is, if you're someone who's overweight because of your relationship with food, you have to understand your relationship with food. First, Hmm. why do you eat what you eat? Why do you eat the way you eat? Uh, you know, ever since I've been working with uh Tim from Every Calorie Counts, uh check him out on Instagram. That was one of the first things I noticed was my relationship with food. Like sure, I've lost weight before, you know, but that's because you know I would diet to cut and do that. So I knew how to do that. Yeah. But this was a very different thing. This was not like, hey, let's do let's lose 20 pounds in eight weeks and see what happens. This was no, no, no. We're gonna lose the weight slowly. And we're going to learn how to make decisions, right? To change our relationship with food, and it really was very different for me. Where you know, perfect example: Saturday, Saturday, the New York Giants will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles. I will be watching that game.
1: Hats off! I know you're a big Giants fan.
0: Big Giants fan. I'm low key big Giants fan. I don't post that all <laughs> over my socials. I'm not the guy that's putting eight million like memes. But die hard Giants. Fan I'm over
1: not here. a fan, but. I tip my hat die hard good team. And if,
0: if you know me and you know me well you know die hard oh, Okay. now I know what I plan on eating that night <laughs> I do but I also know that there's going to be decisions that have to be made leading up to it right. like I know if I'm going to eat that well let's keep it very clean you know no little cheats here and there No, no, no. keep it clean so that now I can have that big cheat on Saturday and be alright and then it's not even a cheat you know, it's like we're still good, but the relationship has to change.
1: If the Giants win, do you eat differently than if the Giants lose?
0: That's what I'm going to eat during the game. <laughs> I'm, going to try. I'm, going to ha- I'm going to try to scarf it down before the, fourth, before the first quarter is done. Uh-huh. So I got a feeling it's going to be stressful.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, God. But it's going to be great.
1: I'm it. I, I, so. I uh, I'm not rooting for him, but I, I I happen to like a lot of the players on the team. So, uh,
0: but they, they should know that. Yeah, but no. Going back to define the odds as far as like with losing weight, you know, uh, really just breaking any bad habit. It really you have to go back to your relationship with what that addiction is, what it's holding you back, right? And then start reverse analyzing it. But none of that is going to happen. None of it, unless you want it. Oh, without a doubt. But That's, that's, a, that's but the biggest thing. You know, part of
1: defying odds is being able to see the goal and creating the path to the goal. But you got to say you want that goal. Bingo. Then you have to have that desire to yes. get there. I mean, like I a bunch of times I say, I don't want to eat chocolate, but if there's chocolate in the house, inevitably I'm going to hit it and rationalize it. And it's such
0: a stupid thing, but whatever. Chocolate's not giving me a problem. Chocolate gives me a big problem. Chocolate, ice cream, none of that's a problem. Pastries, <laughs> problem, problem. Especially you put, fresh dude, pastries. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, you put like a cheese Danish on the countertop and tell me don't eat that. Uh. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. You might as well have left a kilo of cocaine on the table and told Tony Montana, don't snort that. Not going to happen. I'm eating that fucking, <laughs> yeah. I'm eating it. Beautiful. I'm eating it. It's a. But it's. I, just, I enjoy pastries. They're delicious. Um, so I think with a lot of the, the defying the odds, it first starts with you. You have got to want it. Not just kind of want it. You got to want it. You have to believe it. You have to see it. Yeah. You have to realize that you're going to sacrifice and suffer and do the things that you nobody else would want to do to accomplish it. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Guess what? You want to lose weight? You're going to be hungry. You know. You want to stop doing drugs? You're probably going to lose a lot of your friends. Right. You want to stop drinking? You're probably going to have some horrible memories come back. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it's going to be painful. Change is painful, but on the other side, it feels fantastic.
1: Hopefully, the goal is worth it. it feels fantastic. You know.
0: Listen. I did not enjoy having very little carbs over the summer to get ready for ADCC, but you know what I did enjoy? Squeezing into a size 34 pant. Looking fantastic on all those pictures. Wait a minute. You got, you're
1: in the 34 pant. Good I for was you. for ADCC. That's beautiful. <laughs>
0: We're back in the 36, but <laughs> <laughs> back in the 30. It's holiday season. That's nice, man. The 34 I is I got down sure. 34. That was good. I'll get back there. I'll get back there by the time yeah, summer hits. Beautiful. But, you know, you've got to want it. And I wanted it for my own personal reasons, things that were going on. I needed it and I wanted it. Good stuff. You know,
1: I I was sometimes when I think and this will be the last section on defying odds, but I sometimes think about in terms of politics, uh, you're going to get like 45 percent of the population that's always going to vote Democrat. Forty five percent of the population is always going to vote for Republican. But then there's that 10 percent that need to be persuaded. And part of that defying odds is to be able to persuade them. And it could be, it doesn't have to be politics. It could be just about anything. Yeah. But you need to also persuade people of your vision. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, you know, you got to believe it first. And yeah. people can tell if you're full of shit. Yeah. People can tell if you believe what you're saying. You know, you can I agree. tell. Probably, you, you've done, probably done it with your job. You know, people are like, I want to do this and this. And you can tell when they're talking, you're like, that's not what you want to yeah. do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like like, I, stop, stop. I don't want to talk to your dad. I want to talk to you right now. What do you want to do? I, I want to dance. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. You want to take a quiz? Let's do it. This is a 90s quiz. By the way, speaking of quizzes, I just finished my uh, IDP course at work. Got a nice little certificate. Instruction Development Program. I say, what is IDP? Instruction, Instruction development. development Program. I like to create tests, create exams, team meetings. Oh, so you're program. creating
1: the test now? Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful.
0: No, it's not. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> but at least now I can. How to structure a class. Just a bunch of, you know, just. Now, when you be teach, better at what we do.
1: Okay. Now, are you looking to nail people? In other words, there, there are teachers that want to create tests that really, really just like separate the. No. You, know, you are looking to really get these people to the next step.
0: I want them to learn it. Right. I want them to know it. Okay. So when they take the test, they go, that test was easy. Yeah. And I go, it was easy. But not because it is easy.
1: The instruction. Yeah. That's my the information is no matter what you think of it, easy or hard. The instruction, yeah. the information is in your head now.
0: Yeah. Like if I have students and they all take a quiz and afterwards they're like, that was tough. That was hard. I got stuck on this. That's on my you. first thought. Isn't like, Oh, you don't know it. My first thought is like, what did I not do? Right. Like, why was that so hard? What did I miss? Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, let's go over it again. Do you, you feel that questions? way with PJJ though? Yes. Yeah,
1: when thing. you instruct. Yeah.
0: If I walk around a room and the whole room's messing up a certain point, I'm like, "That's on me." I gotcha. One person messes up, we'll we'll fix it, we'll adjust it. You're probably doing something, but if everyone's making a mistake or making the same mistake, bring it back in. Yeah, bring it back in.
1: I always get a kick out of it when you say, "I know if Roy can do that move,
0: <laughs> it's not so far out of whack." Yeah, everyone can do <laughs> everyone that. should be able to do that
1: if that old fucking do it. Uh, all right, here we go. '90s quiz. In 1990, there was a space telescope first made. What was the name of that? Hubble. There you go. All right. You're on your way. There we go. It's only 20 questions. What was the name of the monkey in Friends?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, I want to say, like, it's not like Sinclair, but it's something that like that. Nice uh, I'll give you a hint.
1: M. Marcel. Bingo. You got two for two, baby. In 1991, they had the first democratically elected Russian president. What was his name?
0: Mm, Boris oh, I was like Boris Yeltsin or something. That's it, like that? man. It was Yeltsin. Yeah, I mean, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I'm feeling super smart right now.
1: There was an ad campaign for a product in the 90s and it was called, and the ad campaign said, "Hello boys." What was that for? Oh god. When I tell you you're going to be like,
0: "Oh, of course." "Hello boys." Hello, boys. Hello, boys. Hello, boys. It's a double entendre. Uh, I'm going to say Elizabeth Taylor's White Diamonds Perfume.
1: That no, it was with Wonder Wonderbra. Yeah. that <laughs> was five. Gotcha. Let's keep going.
0: But I knew Boris Yeltsin.
1: You did, man. <laughs> what that tell me
0: about my childhood?
1: 1998, Larry Page and Sergey Brin started a company. What was the name of it?
0: Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Was that Abercrombie & Fitch?
1: No, baby. Google. Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That's 1998. Embarrassing. Number six. This Spice Girl wore a Union Jack
0: dress. Ginger Spice. Bingo. I
1: didn't think. You, I thought you would think it was
0: Baby Spice. No, nah, Baby Spice wore a little baby blue dress. I know. She's dressed up like a baby. Yeah. Ginger was spicy. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: uh, I think we're going to need Benny in here to help you out with this one. But when Sonic the Hedgehog first came out, who was the bad guy? Dr. Robotnik. There you go, man. Also known as Eggman. All righty. I'm like, I know
0: he's going to get that one. I got that. Come on.
1: 1997, what city did Diana die in? Paris. That's right. In the tunnels. How fucking weird is that?
0: And the paparazzi just took pictures. I know. Yep. Scumbags. So the Good Samaritan Act started coming in. Good Samaritan laws and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that was also like 25, 26 years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable. 1992, name 10 players on the Dream Team. 10? Come on. Yeah,
0: I know you got this. All right, we're going to go Michael Jordan. Go. Larry Bird. Two. Magic Johnson. Three. Uh, Clyde Drexler. Four. Christian Leitner. Five. Good one. Uh, Patrick Ewing? Yep, six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl go- Malone, and who goes with Malone? John Stockton. There you go. That's eight. Who goes with Jordan? David Robinson. That's nine. And who goes with Jordan? Uh, Scottie Pippen. Bingo. There's your ten. Wait, I got one more. And uh, <sighs> you're never gonna get this one. The he- white, the white dude from the Golden State Warriors. Dude, you did get it. Holy shit! I want to say Dan Marley, but that's not his name. Dan Marley was a three-point. Dan for the Marley, Phoenix Suns. number
1: nine on the yeah uh, on the Phoenix Suns. I actually met him.
0: Give me the uh, initial of the first name.
1: C. From New York City.
0: Chris. That's
1: right. Chris. M. Oh, my God. M U. I can't remember. Chris Mullen.
0: Chris Mullen. Ah.
1: But you forgot one of the name. Sir Charles. Yeah, fuck Sir Charles. <laughs> I love him.
0: No, I've actually heard great stories about Charles Barkley. <laughs> I met the dude too. Is, I heard wide, like you wouldn't believe. So I, I met a young man who uh, played with Charles Barkley. Okay. Uh, I believe on the Rockets. Oh, wow. And he said that Charles was one of the best. Easily. He said, best athlete. Yep. Uh, he said, took care of the young guys. If mm-hmm. he took them out to dinner, Charles was paying. Yep. Uh, you know, he said one night they were playing an exhibition in Mexico. He said, boys, you're with me. He said Limo showed up and best night ever. He's 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 like a great
1: the great dude. I mean, like I said, I, I I was on a basketball court with him, so uh, it, he's huge. Like you don't even realize how big he is. He's not necessarily tall, but he's really wide. I believe it.
0: Yeah, probably wider now, but <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised.
1: All right, that was actually really good. I didn't expect you to do that. Nineteen ninety-seven. What was the first Harry Potter book?
0: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. God
1: damn it, you're killing this. Come on. I did not expect this. Let's go, baby.
0: Let's go. I did not expect it. (laughs) Let's go. 1995,
1: what was the first item Amazon sold?
0: Oh, that's a good one. I want to say like a pen. (laughs) (laughs) No. What was it? It was a book. (laughs) Damn, makes sense. Yep. That was close.
1: 1997, Tiger Woods wins the Masters. Mm -hmm. How old was he? I want to say he was 21 damn it right on the money fucking <laughs> hey, how did you know that come on
0: dude seriously i know a lot of you bullshit. <laughs>
1: think about 21 years old tiger wins the, the masters
0: game. that's crazy so i'm gonna tell you a quick story about tiger woods winning the masters go i remember when he won the masters at 21 years old i was in like seventh grade okay uh and it was so cool because number one like he was black number two he was young and like i'm like a 13-year-old brown kid in South Brunswick. You know, he would wear his hat backwards every now and then. Right. He just seemed cool. Right. Like, he resonated with us. And I remember watching him win and then hug his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast forward, like, what, like, 25 years later?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He wins the Masters again. And now, instead of walking and hugging his dad, he walks off and he hugs his his son. son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had just, like, Benny was, like, two. Yeah. And I remember hearing that moment and realizing, like, the same way he's not hugging his dad and he's hugging his son and his life's going through all this. I'm now not that thirteen year old kid. Yeah. I have my own kid. I cried. Yeah. I pulled over and cried. I get it. I man. didn't sob, but like like that moment really hit no, me.
1: I get it. I really get it. I mean, I I could care less what color anybody is, but he was just such an incredible like Golfer, I mean, he really, he, he was like secretariat, yeah. winning by thirty-one lengths. Kind well, of for thing. me, and listen,
0: like like I'm Puerto Rican, I'm not black, but anytime I saw someone of color doing something in okay. a world where like I never saw people of color, mm-hmm. it was always like, holy shit! I get it. Yeah. I can golf. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know. Like I was just like, oh, it's for white guys.
1: There's not too many Hispanic golfers. I mean, Chichi like, Rodriguez was Chichi Rodriguez. One. You got uh, the guy from Sevi esteros He was from uh, Spain. You got Lee Trevino. He was from Mexico, but there's not too many others. Not too many, man. Yeah. You guys got to get out on the, uh, on the course.
0: They're on it. They're just not playing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're killing it in baseball. I tell you that, man. Oh, my shit. So many, Superstars.
0: We we're probably going to sign Benny up for baseball. Of in course. Spring. He's excited. Yeah. I'm like, dude, look at me. I'm like, you could be a pro baseball player. He's like, yeah, I'm like, your name is Benny Benitez. It, it just I'm rolls like, right off the to tongue. ready to go, kid. The Yankees are all... The We're going to sign
1: you just on your name alone. The
0: second they saw a burst of it said Benicio Benitez, they're like, whoa, 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 keep an eye on this kid. <laughs> keep an eye on that keep an eye on that kid. Kid. <laughs> keep an eye on that kid. It's ready to go. All right, hit me with another one. Let's go. How many we got left? Uh, let's see. Yeah. They've only gotten like two wrong.
1: I know you're killing it, man. This is number 13 of uh, 20. Okay. All right. What is, I never even heard of this thing. What is a Tamagotchi?
0: Oh, Tamagotchi. Yeah. It's like a little like keychain. where We yeah. keep the little thing alive. You have to feed it. Well, and what it is it? What do you mean? What is it? <laughs> like what was its purpose? What was its purpose? I, mean, I guess it's kids' responsibility. No, it was no, a toy. Said it was a digital pet. Yeah, it was a digital pet. It was like a little dog. You got okay. to feed it, there sleep. You go. I know what it was. Let's go. God, My let's... mom never got me one. No? No, because what was happening was a lot of kids became like really like obsessed with it. Did they like really? They'd wake up in the middle of the night like, I got to feed it. I got to take it out. and then Because it would die. Oh, so you know, wow. Like, it was like, bah, bah. and it looked like a little egg. <laughs> it was fucking weird. My friends had one. I never had one.
1: It. Well, you were denied these uh, pleasures in life. I don't, you uh, know what? It's
0: probably, I was probably better off. <laughs> I
1: think so, too. 1991, Gulf War. How did it start? Iraq invaded.
0: Oh, God. Iran? Iran? No. Kosovo? Kuwait. Kuwait. Damn it. <laughs> okay.
1: I remember being around back then. It's like- Yeah, first oh, grade was killer be for fucking me. kidding me. Because yeah. it's like the economy just- took a nosedive It went right into the recession at that point that's how it happens and like george bush's dad was in office at the time and like why didn't we get why can't we get reagan back hmm. uh number 15 uh 1994 um nelson mandela takes over for who
0: oh i have no idea okay
1: no. yeah De was his last name
0: right. for dick clark jesus Guy <laughs> was, was busy he really was all right, we're number hitting a 16. Slump. We're
1: hitting a slump. Okay. This is a hip hop question. 1990. What was the fastest hip hop record to uh,
0: to go to number one? It says here. For some reason, I'm 1990. Say, I want to say Will Smith's parents just don't understand.
1: No, to the extreme. To vanilla the extreme. ice.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> think about that, though. I know. Think about it.
1: You think it was a. Uh, that conspiracy there?
0: I don't think it was a conspiracy. I think it's a lot easier to sell that type of music at that time when it was a white dude. I
1: guess so. I mean, the other, the only other white rappers at the time, I guess, were the Beastie Boys. Yeah. I mean, they, they were really still under
0: the uh, under the radar. And they were really under the radar, and they were really about the hip-hop life. Yeah, they were. You didn't want to see those kids yeah. on your daughter's <laughs> no. bedroom wall. But Vanilla Ice... Yeah. His name was literally Vanilla Ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was stupid. produced for suburban white kids to be allowed to listen to rap i mean he was
1: was he talented i don't even know no <laughs> no he wasn't you're not even giving
0: him the talent nod listen i mean he did a really good job pushing what he had to do he made a lot right. of money he lost a lot of money too yeah uh you know he's doing a good job recouping his career he now flips houses yeah i think
1: he's like a carpenter yeah or something like
0: that ice sells houses or something like that good, you know, good for him good he, survived.
1: he survived tip of the hat baby Number 17 he Defied the odds That's for fucking defi- sure <laughs> And what's his name Like Rob Van Winkle Or something like that Rob Van Winkle There you go uh, 1999 The What's Up ad What was that for What's
0: up uh, Budweiser
1: There you go man Good job Back in 1996 They cloned a sheep What was the name Of the sheep
0: I want to say It was something weird Like George
1: No it was a, It was a woman's name
0: mm. That was the first mistake.
1: Was it Eve? <laughs> no, it's Dolly. Dolly.
0: Dolly. Yep. Damn, I should have known that.
1: Alrighty, DVDs came out in the 90s. What does DVD stand for? Digital Video Disc. Bam. Killing it, brother. All righty. This is the last question. Here we go. 1999, the movie The Matrix comes out. Ooh. What is Neo's real last name?
0: I'll give you a hint It's not smart. Anderson Bam you hit it Mr. Anderson I didn't think you'd get that <laughs> Fuck yeah. How'd ass. I do How'd I do <laughs> I, I I'll give you
1: the uh, quiz man I, I'd say you only got about Four or five wrong
0: So that's what 15 out that's of fucking 20. 20. That's fucking great That's like a 90 15 times five That's 75
1: Is that it what <laughs> <laughs> No I think
0: you did better than that If it was 16 out of 20 That's yeah, an 80 Right Right Okay Alright Question of the night Definitely an '80s baby, dude. I know my '90s.
1: All right, listen, I'll. I'll I'm up. glad
0: I knew Boris Boris Yeltsin. That really
1: shocked me. Oh wait, you didn't get the uh, the Mandela one with the. I didn't uh, get the
0: Mandela one.
1: And he, this one surprised me. You didn't get the Gulf War one. I thought you'd know Iraq invaded Kuwait.
0: I feel like I wanted to say Kuwait for whatever <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Too many wars in my what gender, my lifetime. Yeah. We've Did been in a lot was, of places.
1: Could you believe the '90s were 30 years ago though?
0: I can because i get can't. reminded every day <laughs> Dude, you think about it my generation
1: like i still think about it like it was
0: yesterday it's crazy it, so do i you gotta remember though my generation when we talk about wars my generation saw you know american soil get attacked by a terrorist group from afghanistan that led to us going to war in iraq
1: yeah what gotcha. how
0: did that happen Maybe. How do we end up here? Well, 16
1: <laughs> secret services said they had the weapons of mass destruction. What we, are you gonna
0: do? I'm glad we found them all.
1: <laughs> all right. Here's the big question. Name three, two or three things you miss from your childhood.
0: Two or three things I miss from my childhood. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I know it's a heavy question, but we got 10 <sighs> minutes. It's an hour and 51. Three things you miss from so your childhood. So I'm not going to
0: say it's my childhood, but definitely like high school. Okay. Uh, and I was actually talking to Steph about this the other day.
1: You really miss high school?
0: I don't miss high school. Um, I actually like, I really didn't like high school. Really? Okay. Yeah, I just I like wasn't a fan of it. What I miss is the idea that you start every single day with your best friends.
1: Yeah, that's really
0: cool. And all of our names are very similar you know, those A, B, C, and then H. As far as last names, yeah, yeah, yeah. So our lockers were all close to each other. Uh-huh. Mine happened to be in the middle. So every morning we would all congregate at my locker. Right. So it was nice knowing that every day for four years I got to see my best friends at seven thirty really cool. in the morning. And then you knew you're going to spend all day together. Did all you night walk together. to school, or drive, or bus, or what was bus? It? Yeah, bus. I walked to school. Uh, senior year I drove, but you know I do miss that part of my childhood. How far away
1: were you from the school?
0: Maybe like five, six miles.
1: Oh, so it was a decent amount of time. Yeah, okay. but it was. It different. was.
0: I, I would have to cross Route One. Okay, oh, I made the right. walk several times, but right. you know, it was always it was a long walk. Mm, it was about a mile away from school. No, I wish. Um, so that'll probably be one of the things that I would miss. Uh, How great was, were fucking snow days, though? Can I pick people? How great were snow days, though? Oh, snow days were the best. <laughs> like These were. kids are spoiled nowadays, man. <laughs> <laughs> they find out like the day before. Yeah, they yeah. send emails. And right. This, I, like, I remember like I still had to wake up <laughs> exactly you didn't like, listen to
1: the right radio stations
0: yeah, well I didn't have radio stations but like we had the TV okay. and I would have to wake up at 7am and wait for the bottoms like Middlesex exactly. County schools you're like come on all Middlesex come County
1: on. schools are closed today oh my god is that the greatest feeling oh. in the world
0: or I'd see like North Brunswick closed <laughs> East Brunswick closed South Brunswick delayed opening I'd be like <laughs> no why? 90 minute delay,
2: or even, or even
0: worse, you start seeing all the 90 minute delays, and your school's open, right? My mom be like, Ah, uh, get dressed, <laughs> yeah. and it was like that snowy white yeah. outside, and like the clouds. are like, I don't want to go to school, exactly. <laughs> I was so prepared. You didn't go to sleep the night before, exactly, because you saw the snow, and you're like, Oh, we're off tomorrow. Yeah. Then you wake up, and you're like, Where'd it go? what what happened to the snow it's like oh it got warm at around 5 a.m and everything (laughs) melted (laughs) that was the worst going to bed with snow and waking up with like slush like we're going to school i haven't slept i was playing mad until 2 (laughs) (laughs) a.m like i would like
1: i would know that i was having school the next day if i saw the snow coming down but i saw my driveway was still black you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> that means it was just melting it was when just it hit melting the ground, hit the
0: ground. My <laughs> sister would listen for the trucks. Right. She'd, wear, she'd be like, oh, you heard the truck. And I'm like, no, I didn't hear the truck. She goes, there's trucks. We're going to school. If there's <laughs> trucks, we're going to school. <laughs> uh, definitely that. I mean, I definitely miss, I mean, I do miss my grandma's cooking. No, that's great. If I could have that, that's definitely something I miss. Just, yeah. I just miss my grandma in general. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having you one day You miss the people everybody. that are no longer here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for sure. Hey, that's two. And then the third, if I could say something I missed from my childhood. I you know what I miss about childhood? Everything was right in front of you. Okay. What do you mean? Nothing was behind you, nothing was over. Everything was possible. Oh,
1: oh, I get you. Like like the possibility yeah. of what you're going to be yeah. in life is still like ahead I miss of you. I
0: miss being outside playing tennis. across the prison wall truly believing i had potential to become a tennis player right or playing a pickup game of basketball and believing like i can i can do something with this right you know i don't think people realize like how amazing childhood is yeah when you truly believe you can be all those things and the reality is at that moment you still can
1: yeah no doubt
0: if you make the right decisions along the way yep you know, so
1: which leads back to uh, to Gordon in that sense. How the yeah. hell did he know 14, Fourteen, fifteen years old, he was yeah. going to be that
0: great. Who the fuck knows? He might have had a witch doctor talk to him in the middle of his seriously. sleep, seriously. But I like to believe that I still held on to that even at thirty-seven years old. Yeah, that I am still kind of like I can do that. Yeah. Why not?
1: I, I I think the thing that I miss the most about about, it, about that time frame is just it's gone. That that it like I hate to think that it was gone. Like my life is now at this point, and I still remember. I still know what it feels like to be 15. I still remember what it feels like to be 10, even
0: to like see to like see a boob on TV and get a boner. Yeah, or like, like, what? Those are boobs. Yeah, I miss getting excited for boobs. I mean, I still get excited, but not the way I did when I was 12. (laughs) Exactly. I remember when I was 12 years old. Like we had the we. I'm not. We we had like the black box where you got all the channels for free. Mm -hmm. And I remember my friend and I, like watching barbed wire. Because we knew that Pamela Anderson Anderson showed her boobs in the beginning. And I remember we saw the intro and I was like, oh my God. It was just like raw sexuality coursing through my body.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Dude, I saw that movie like six months ago. I was like, oh, let me see the intro. And I'm like, I got excited for this. (laughs) This is the worst (laughs) fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, this (laughs) intro is not all that. you barely see Nipple. But at 12. Oh, you're killing. Oh my God. Yeah. It's wild.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I remember finding my dad's Playboy stash. And that was, uh, and all the
0: pages were stuck together.
1: They became stuck together. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm not proud of that because think about this, like my dad knew they were there, and he let's say he he tucks in and looks at a few of them, but he's like, what the, f-? Yeah. <laughs> like this stuck, and yeah. he knows it was me, yeah, but it's like there's little like me and my ha,
0: stupid ha, 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 mind ha, ha, uh, uh, having a Oh. <laughs> <Man. laughs>
2: Mazel Tov! (laughs) (laughs)
0: that was a good one. There you go, brother. All right, guys, we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the show. Bye, bye.